0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of
1: The Steve Allen Show from LBC. A really nice to be company, a little bit throaty, but I think it's due to the fact that it's cold. Assistant producer walks in, bright as a berry, you know, usual sort of thing. Oh, it's cold out there, he goes. I go, it's bloody January, what you expect? It's going to be a heat wave. Let's put our speedos on, put some sand down in Leicester Square, and have a little bit of a paddle around. You've never heard anything like it. It's like sort of people go, oh, it's raining in England. Of course it's raining in England. It always rains in England. Uh, well, Jamie Bulger's mother's rage at the Oscars insult. I can well imagine how she feels. I mean, really, who in earth in their right mind thought of making a film about a little boy who was abducted and then killed? I really don't get it at all. Mind you, I didn't get the fact that Ant and Deck. I don't mind Declan Donnelly winning a prize for being Best Presenter. How can they give it to Ant? A convicted drunk driver. You know, I mean, a convicted... It's not been on television for a year. What sort of awards are these? I mean, you know... Step up to the mark and let's sort of bring in all these other misdemeaning folk. Also, uh, hundreds turn out for the funeral of a Dambusters hero and his wife, which I liked. Um, James uh, Dyson, betrayal of a Brexit backer. Uh, I think we'll go to Singapore, shall we? Tax rates are cheaper, aren't they? I seem to remember in Singapore, aren't they? About two point something percent. Wonder why you gone there. Wonder why you gone there. Uh, Queen Olivia leads Britain's Oscars Challenge and TV's Jack P. Shepherd as a hair transplant. There are so many photos, I'm assuming it's a freebie because he's named the clinic where he's had it done. You've been allowed to photograph in there and take pictures and all the rest of it. Did you cough up for that one or did you get it for free? It's seriously, listen, if you're going bald, mate, you're going bald. There's not a lot you can do about it and forever you'll be known... I's that person off Coronation Street who's had a bit of a hair transplant. All they've done is take it from the back of the neck and stuck it on the front of it. It's uh, been going on for years and years. Uh, the hotel, praised, which exposed a couple's fake illness claim. We'll tell you who they are later on. They're a pair of idiots. They go on holiday and they, they decide to cheat the system. A lot of people do. Unfortunately, they're now finding out to their cost that um, they're being dragged into court. Anyway, this particular couple go, oh, we we were sick. And it ruined our holiday, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, because they're really not bright pennies. Really not bright pennies. They, uh, they they wrote a thing on the hotel's website saying what a great time they'd had. And they couldn't wait to go back. So anyway, the tour company took them to court. They've just been fined £7,500. And there's a whole line-up of other people. You start making claims against a hotel, they're retaliating. They will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so far, nobody's got away with it. They've all had huge fines. One couple... 20000 quid, £20,000! I couldn't have been happier. Could not have been happier. Uh, Somebody else has come forward to claim that the uh, the Duke of Edinburgh knocked him off his bike when he was a boy. The complainant is 71, by the way, so let's go back into the dark ages, shall we? You know, as I was speaking to Nefertiti only a short while ago in Egypt, and she was saying what a dreadful day she was having. I said, you wait till they bury you, nobody will find you. And so we got that one. And uh, and then somebody wrote to me and said, you seem to be saying that the Duke of Edinburgh is not guilty. Obviously, I tell you, even I get stupid people. Even I get stupid people. This one was about the thickest ever. Now putting words into somebody's mouth, claiming that he, I'm assuming it was a he, a bit difficult to tell, really, judging by the bad spelling, that uh, I assumed it was a child. It can't have been anybody else. It couldn't have been an adult. Saying that I, I appear to be implying that the Duke of Edinburgh is innocent, which, of course, is no such thing at all. Nobody's got any idea. I wasn't there. I have no idea, but I'm telling you now, if it hadn't been the Duke of Edinburgh, nobody would have heard of this stupid case. Seriously, nobody would have heard of it. Uh, also, what was the other one? Queen Olivia leading Britain's Oscar challenge and a couple on a dream cruise go back and find some crew members having sex in their cabin. I mean, you, you pay extra for that. Extra. Uh, also, the uh, uh, Diane Abbott, who says she was treated in a horribly racist way on Question Time. She's never experienced anything so awful. Well, she did sleep with Mr Corbyn, didn't she? I mean, uh, uh, what was that like? That was from one of the columnists Say, Dawn Neeson wrote that one. I had to repeat it, actually. And who said, who said, here is today's question. I've got a following of five million, which is pretty impressive when you consider that Jesus only had 12. Yes, there she is. Didn't get any awards, nothing at all. The GC strikes again. The loose women, even after all, they're brown-nosing with their poor, pitiful audience, saying, oh, look, and here's some more little clips. If you, If you could vote for us... I mean, it was getting to the point of desperation. They might as well have paid everybody to vote for them. It didn't work, though. It went to this morning, which, of course, it had to. You don't want to see the same old moggies, do you, turning up a little bit later. Not very good at all. And, and what was the other one? Oh, um, 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 oh the sick betrayal an old age pensioner. Another one being filmed being taunted with a sex toy in a care home. What sort of disgusting people are allowed to run care homes? I mean, seriously, I don't know if they're as bad here as they are in other countries, but we certainly get our fair share of people here who abuse... This one's got Alzheimer's. Luckily, it was filmed and caught on camera. What a piece of disgusting pond life. These people should be dragged into court, put up on the front pages of newspapers, and absolutely pilloried, going, this is the sort of person they are. This is the sort of person. Shane says, you've got a new listener in Sydney. My mate heard you on my mobile. He loved the show and he's downloaded the app. Ta-da! There you go. And no money changed hands. No money changed hands. little slurp of water this morning. Do you know I've done milk and I'm doing water? Mm-mm. Something nice about cold water. From a mountain stream. From a mountain stream. So all of your texts and emails, which we take every morning, as you know, between four and seven. If you're stupid and write in and sort of say, oh, why don't you take phone calls? You're blocked immediately. OK, so uh, so just be warned. It's so much easy. You know, we just push a little button and zip, you vanished. Uh, never to reappear again saying so you have to go and buy another telephone but then we just zip, zap you again you know we do get some really stupid people but then I think that's only to be expected I, I sort of take that on the chin and with a pinch of salt I always think listen you know judging by the sort of people who turn up and and sort of vote and stuff like I never got the faintest idea I've heard people talking about Brexit I don't talk about Brexit mainly because we don't have people arguing about everything do we What's the point of having a program where people argue Heavens, above! You want a program like this where you where you put the stupid in their places, you know? Uh, Ron says best presenters for the eighteenth year. Is there anybody else apart from Ant and Dec? How about radio presenters? They don't do radio. They don't do radio presenters just as well. Why would you want to do radio presenters? I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's called the National Television Awards, and that's you know that kind of gives it away, I suppose. If it was radio, it'd be the. National Radio Awards, but it isn't. And also, I'd, I don't think it's necessary to get awards in this business. The fact you've got a contract in this day and age is the, uh, is the ideal situation. They give you a contract and, and then you go home and you, and they have an extra piece of toast to celebrate the fact that you've got a, you've got a contract. I was talking to somebody the other day, actually, because my, my brother has now decided... Oh, I can't tell you, because some of his family might be listening. So anyway, he's, he's decided that he wants something different at his uh, at his wedding. So <laughs> there you go. That's all I could tell you. But just in case pe- people are listening, you know, Kevin is a- not another Kevin. Is everybody called Kevin now? You know, at this time of the morning is it sort of it's the ten past four. Well, you must be Kevin. Now, this one's uh, in hospital in guys. I'm assuming it's a hospital. I don't know. I'm just guessing on that one guys. And so you've had an operation. Can you listen to Oh, I suppose you could take the phone in, couldn't you listen on the uh, on the app? Oh, right, Is that where guys is? You were born there. They've got a lot to answer for, haven't they? They've got a lot to answer for. And also, you've had an operation. What sort of operation would you have Where you wake up at this time of the morning? The operation would have been last night then, and then you wake up this morning going, oh, God, you know, covered in little stickers on your chest. Mm. Oh, dear. You're going to have to get out of bed in a minute because you're going to be so thirsty. When I was in bed after my operation, I I I was consuming water and everything else like it was going... Out of fashion. is says, I think James Dyson's very disloyal, moving his business to Singapore. Of course. Uh, Jim says, you're partial to the grapefruit juice? No, I'm not allowed to have it on the medication I'm on. That's uh, not had grapefruit juice for about 10 years, which is a shame, really. Uh, trucker Joe has woken up in the cab at minus one this morning up near Kendall. Plenty of snow about. Yeah, we had snow yesterday. I came out. I looked on the patio and two of the sun loungers have got snow on them. I nearly took a picture just to go, ah. You know, we've had snow on the on the patio. But I think more to In fact, actually, we said yesterday snow. We were not wrong. We did predict snow. I also predicted that that company who had the vegetarian or the vegan Cornish pasty would be in trouble with the law. And they are. They've been threatened already. So they've had to change all the packaging. They're not allowed to call it Cornish. But there again, they should have known that to start with going to set up a business like that using somebody's uh, registered trademark, you know, well, then, you know, you're going to get it. Uh, All the papers are full of this morning. The National Television Awards and what, basically, uh, people were wearing. Freezing cold, Holly Willoughby gets it right yet again. Some of them, I think, thought... I think perhaps Gemma Collins thought she was at the Oscars, which, of course, she isn't. And then, you know, to go home with Arge in the cab, I mean, she was practically hanging out the window because he took up most of the back seat. And, uh, And she had her little handbag with her, who apparently is her fitness trainer. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, he had to sort of rearrange the clothes. Obviously, Arge couldn't do that because if he'd, if he'd bent over, he'd have fallen over and that would have been it. Michelle Keegan's wearing the most inappropriate outfit. Looked absolutely ridiculous. Lucy Pargater. Nice, but don't ever wear patterns. Plain is the order of the day. No matter how nice the fabric looks, it photographs badly. OK, Zoe Ball uh, gets a four out of five. Emily Atak. Still no work on the horizon, but she gets a five. Lauren Stedman, uh, a strictly contestant four out of five. Samir Longchamp-Bottom. Four out of five. Michelle Keegan, two out of five. It was a ridiculous outfit. It's a freezing cold night and you're wearing that. How dumb do you have to be? Darcy Bustle, sophisticated elegance. Holly Willoughby gets five out of five. Shirley Ballas gets a four out of five. It was nice. It was one of those uh, uh, one shoulder fishtail gowns. Uh, Rochelle Humes, difficult to tell whether it looked like a toilet roll holder or whether it was actually a classy sort of dress, because that's it, isn't it? Because they all stand, and, they go, and, and, and everybody does the pose, and then people speak. So in, in Gemma Collins's case, she's wearing, I don't know, I'm assuming that Billy Smarts, one of their circus tents, has gone in for a bit of repair, and, uh, and she was modelling it for you, which is lovely. And she left before the end of the thing. Obviously decided she'd had enough, she wasn't going to win anything. They've taken all the pictures. Caroline Flack wearing, I don't know, dear, I mean, is that really a winter outfit? The answer is probably not. Susanna Reid looked great. Nice, nice little bit of showing of the old breasts, you know, which was sort of very. And also, it uh, this is called a keyhole neckline, by the way, in case you don't know. And it's also in green. And I don't think anybody else was wearing green, so that was uh, that was nice, wasn't it? We liked that idea. Uh, unsteady Rooney, slurdy speech, and smell of booze. The star's airport arrest report has been released, because that's what they do in America. Over here, we just sort of hide things, don't we? We're also trying to find the missing striker who said he was afraid of flying in the plane that vanished with him on board because it had trouble getting airborne. (laughs) I'd have got off it, I'm afraid. I'd have got off. Simple as that. Let me have a quick. uh... Mm -mm -mm. I mean, we're assuming it's him on board the plane and we're assuming it's it's uh, it's been lost. Uh, Right. Let's have a thing. Guys. Yes. Uh, And St. Tommy's is at London Bridge. Thank you. I had a kidney transplant there in 85, Steve. Uh, It lasted 31 years, back on dialysis now, and living in us. Oh, dear. But actually, thank God for dialysis. Thank God for dialysis. I always think, listen, just thank God for hospitals. I was saying the other day, we we sort of... It's so funny, because, you know, some days you feel your age, and then other days you don't... Well, I'm not sure what age I'm supposed to feel at the moment. Because if I actually felt my own age, I'd be sort of I'd be in a permanent state of depression about sort of how old I am. And there's something you know I need to go and get another pair of shoes. I seem to get through shoes quite because once I've worn them in, I want to buy another pair. So I might go and get some more shoes later on today, depending on whether the snow the snow comes down. I'm not going out. I've got enough food in to last through the entire summer and into next Christmas. I don't need to worry about things like that. I've got enough uh, drinks. I've got everything. I just haven't got what I really want, which is now you've reminded me of grapefruit juice. I used to love Tropicana grapefruit juice with bits. And it was the bits that made it important. And the Tropicana orange juice. I could get through tons of it. Tons and tons of it. Today, says Silicon Valley Sue, I was one of uh, of our leading pharmacies. And I went down the Band-Aid aisle. What should I see but Manuka honey burn bandages. That's what I had. They, They make Manuka honey bandages. And in fact, I was also given on prescription, still got it, um, squeezy tubes and manuka honey for medicinal purposes. So you put it on, then you put the bandage over the top of it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All those people who go, oh, it doesn't work. Listen, I'm telling you, the Burns unit in one of our leading hospitals, they use it all the time. So uh, once again, you were ahead of the curve, says Sue. Should have invested in the idea. I agree. I okay. agree. Mind you, we we a lot of things that start on this program end up, you know, sort of looking looking quite interesting. I'm still wondering, as indeed are uh, are many people, wondering about whether or not Prince Philip is going to be charged. We don't know. So far, even the woman with the bandage and the "look at me, look at me" kind of syndrome, who wasn't driving the car, it wasn't her car, uh, is sort of milking it for as much publicity. Luckily, in today's papers, nothing, nothing. They're obviously mo- They're more interested in what people were wearing at the. Um, At the NTA Awards. But uh, Jane says, uh, another one bites the dust on the Essex High Street. Chloe Sims has put a statement out having to close as new and exciting things are on the horizon. So she cannot commit to running the business. Too busy attending NTAs with all the other superstars, says Jane. Um, I didn't see a picture of her. I'm assuming she, uh, she wasn't there. I mean, why would you invite her? Why would you invite her? But of course, you know, all these people with their sort of outfits in their little shops, they're all closing one by one, aren't they? Every single one of them. We had uh, we had um, uh, Gemma Collins's clothes with debts of seventy six thousand. Because once they they've milked it, can't wait to see them all paying their uh, their, uh, their their tax bills at the end of this month. Can't wait for that one because you know, sure as God made little apples, there'll be a few of those old Zed listers going. I ain't got any money. It's at times like that, I think we should build some new prisons. Uh, Mark thinks that Gemma Collins looked quite classy, not in the picture I was looking at, I'm afraid. Uh, how about a big surprise for your brother says James a big miniature neon truck festooned in neon lights bursting out of the cake yeah actually do you know I always like I don't care what anybody says I like the Coca-Cola truck I think with all the lights on it it looks fantastic Uh, Lee says not everybody at this time of the morning is called Kevin I'm Kevin right, but you're really Lee but for the purposes of this this programme you're Kevin everybody's Kevin that's how it worked. In, in Billy Elliot, every one of the boys was Billy. It was an Eric, I believe, who actually turned up, and he, he didn't last two minutes because he, it confused everybody. Uh, busy uh, laughing here, says Bunny, just like Patricia Routledge, who had to be fully made up before she took a phone call. Combing my hair in front of the mirror, just in case you give me a shout-out. Shout-out for my husband, who should be listening. In Edinburgh, 350 miles away, he knows I'm up when I get a shout-out. Oh, God. That's going to be trouble, isn't it? Christine says, I'm now getting the pint glass bottles of orange juice in local shops. It used to be delivered by my milkman. Oh, I used to love that. I got sent... Where's it gone? Oh, it's over here. I got sent a lovely bag of goodies. I can tell you about it later. Because is it, is it, sometimes people very kindly send me things. You know, Christmas time and birthday. Oh, I've got a birthday. Uh, but this, this is about tea. And you know me and tea in the mornings. I'm a tea boy, if anybody's a tea boy. Uh, hubby in hospital, says Sandy, for prostate biopsy. So lovely to see the snow. I've got a bad dry cough. Can't stop coughing. Tried all sorts of it. Breathing in the cold night sets it off. It does, doesn't it? I got it yesterday when I went home and I thought it was milk. I think milk might adhere to my glands. And if you, if you put your fingers either either side, you can feel if it's swollen. And it is a little bit on the right hand side, which is your left but then it, seemed, it seems to be OK. It seems to be OK. We've muddled through. We had a few, I started taking, I forgot to take them yesterday, turmeric tablets, which which are very nice. I bought a big box of them, or a, a sort of a, a box, yeah, you know, kind of thing, in uh, in Costco. And I thought, I better start taking them. I don't know what they're going to do to me. But everybody says, years and years ago, they were saying when I first started taking turmeric, they said, turmeric is the is the happy clappy uh, thing that will solve all of your problems. And I thought, fantastic. And uh, Cell says, why no tea this morning? Tea slurping sounds so much more appetising than water. Does it? No, wait a minute. That's tea. And this is water. The trouble is with water, it's a bit clearer, isn't it? So... Oh, it's ice cold. Seriously, it's it's tea. You think tea, tea tea's better. The water's lovely, though. From a mountain stream, which we've had tapped into the building. It's lovely. At the very end of our, our corridor, they put in... I don't know what it's for, actually. They built in these rocks... Coming down the wall, And the water trickles down. And at the very bottom, there's a little pool and you dip your cups in that. How cool is that? And we've got big blue balloons everywhere. Big boo, blue balloons. <laughs> you try saying that first thing in the morning. Uh, Paul says, take care. Snowing heavy in deal. Can you send him photos, please, of your snow? I would love to see some snow pictures. And Carl is an HGV driver on on his way to a cold, cold Scotland it will be cold up there. You've got to be careful if you're an HGV driver, as you know. As you know. Here we go, Paul. Oh, look at that. My God, you have got a lot of snow, haven't you? I was going to go and get the car washed today. I shan't bother. I shan't bother, actually. We're going to end up like that. It makes the car look all dirty, doesn't it? hate it when it looks dirty. But that's, uh, that's lovely. So more of your uh, snow pictures, please. Anish is uh, on a train travelling to Hyderabad. About 27-hour journey. Oh, God. That's from, from Kerala. In India. I quite fancy that idea, but I don't know what the, what the trains are like. I don't know if it's, are you really squashed in? Is it really, you know, clinging on the outside of the blooming thing, trying to make sure you get to the other end? And, uh, and, and uh, I worked for a man many years ago, says Christine, who taught us the many medicinal purposes of honey, burns, cuts, grazes, colds, and the list goes on. When your taxi driver says, I have LBC ready for you, as you're one of the people I pick up who always asks to listen to it, says uh, says Anita. When you text driver says I have LBC. Written. No, never. I've never got in a car, and somebody says, um, oh her, oh your, oh your your one says it to you. Always asked to listen. Oh, she's going on the Jeremy. Gener- are you on the Jer- What are you doing on the Jeremy Vine show, Anita? What are you doing on there, dear? So uh, you have to have to keep up with you. You're a Bit early, aren't you? What time do they start? You're way too early for that. Go back to bed. Go back to bed again. <laughs> you just way too early. I normally get get the people listening to me, like John Nickel, who are going up to do the Sky News thing, and you're doing Jeremy Vine. Hashtag 4am drive, hashtag TV life. Of course, they're now going to have to Google you and find out what you're doing. But actually, it's interesting. Is Whenever I get in a taxi, nobody says anything at all to me. It's only occasionally somebody will go, do you want to listen to LBC? No, not really. No, thank you. I don't think I'm going to make any difference first thing in the morning. Do you think? The answer is no, probably not. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Stuart uh, Manning is on his way to uh, Glasgow this morning. He's only at Derby. Poor soul. He's already been through 60 miles of roadworks. Don't you just hate roadworks? The worst thing is for me, roadworks, if you're stuck behind a big lorry and you can't see round it, I like to see how far ahead... The traffic is, uh, is stretchy, but there is snow all over the place, so just be, just be careful. Also, please, can I remind you, I, I won't be the first person because Joanne will remind you later on as well, that if you're going to the airport today and you're out at, say, Stansted or Gatwick or something like that, then uh, le- leave in plenty of time, OK, just in case your flight is delayed. Steve, can you remember the day when every second guy was either a Kev or a Trev, obviously named after footballers of the day, says Bill? who is not named after a footballer of the day. And uh, my birthday on Thursday, it says, well, she's going to be 35. 30 oh, blimey, you never get anywhere near the cake. 35 candles on a cake. Actually, gone are the days where you had that. And then, then they brought out candles that you can't blow out. You know, the, the, the sort of candles that you light them. And you go, and you blow it out. And then the thing lights itself again. I like those ones. They get infuriating after the second time of blowing. Tea slurping only, says Neil. I think I'll be the d- decider of that one. You know, because that's the sort of thing that I do. And police have made a video showing the brutal reality of their work to weed out unsuitable recruits. Because people join it and they go, Oh, I can't do this. Why? Well, somebody was rude to me today. Oh, dear. Unfortunately, now it's a lot worse than that. A lot work. And here is the couple who made a bogus holiday sickness claim, caught out Tanya and Kieran Tucson, a right pair of old thickos, 36, mental age playing, about 10, I should imagine. They claimed they suffered food poisoning at Jazz Mirabel Park in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt when they stayed with TUI in 2015. But the firms, of course, they actually probe all these things now. You can't get away with it. They uh, they found that the pair wrote on TripAdvisor everything was amazing and they couldn't wait to go back. That sealed their fate. The Tucsons, otherwise known as the Thick Pair, from Andover in Hampshire, appeared at Winchester County Court. They were found to have been dishonest, and find £7,500? Yes! Result! results. That'll teach you, won't it? You pair of old frauds. Obviously, I mean, how stupid. You know, we're putting in a claim we were sick and it ruined our holiday, and on TripAdvisor, we had a wonderful time. They f- they check all these things, don't you realise, you pair of dumbos? Oh, blimey, honestly. Uh, David Platts, Corrie's Jack Shepard on why he's had a hair transplant, because presumably it's falling out. You know, and if it falls out, it's falling out. But they've allowed him to film, uh, you know, them doing the the procedure, and so he turned up at the national television awards. You might as well have got a can of spray foam, dear, and put it on your head for all the good it looks. Everybody now knows you've had it. The whole idea is we go, wait a minute, is that a Dave Beckham one? Because we don't know, do we? Is it true? Ron says, "Is it true that your mate has ditched his mobile phone? How can this be?" He has. He has ditched his mobile phone. My friend has ditched his mobile phone. He did send me a message the other day. Obviously using somebody else's phone to phone me and just leave a message on my phone saying that uh, that he, he's ditched the phone. He's ditched the phone. Big thing to do. How long it lasts, I've got no idea. The office is going to be working overtime. <laughs> uh, 84850. Bella says, I'm not at all narrow-minded, but what sort of message is it? giving our young people that you can be a totally irresponsible drunk driver and still be awarded presenter of the year. Listen, you're asking the wrong person. I picked it up from the newspapers and then I thought, they are having a laugh at the National Television Could somebody explain to me at the National Television Awards why a convicted drink driver fined £86,000, gets presenter of the year when he wasn't even on television for a year? How does that work out? I mean, that is just the most stupid thing I've ever heard. That, that means the credibility... Of the NTA has gone right out the window. Let's see who talks about it today, shall we? Do you think they'll be mentioning it on This Morning? I bet they won't. They certainly won't be saying that because they're very good for it. Yeah, all, all they are, they'll actually turn up and Holly will be going, like that. And they'll all be going, oh, it's so funny, isn't it, to watch somebody who's pissed, drunk on the television. You know, because persistently she's been drunk on the television. Well, there you go. And, uh, and you think to yourself, why, why are we making that out to be something really funny? And yet you see police programmes with drunks who are attacking the police and we go, get this scum off the street. If it's on the television, they're called a presenter, apparently. That's OK now. That's OK. It's ridiculous. £86,000 he was fined. He could barely stand up. He got in the car with his mother and a dog and they've just given him presenter of the year award. He's not even been on Blum in television. But I wonder, do you think the loose women will mention it? Of course they won't. Of course they won't. They all get their own backs. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> If anybody mentions it today, I'll eat half the studio. Well, not half the studio. I couldn't eat half of it. Way too much of it here. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. And, um, da, 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 da. Mark says, to be fair, Piers Morgan's been banging on about Anton Deck winning the award at the NTA. He said it should just go to Deck. Yeah, they're only saying that because they're all up for awards. They're all competing. So, I mean, of course it shouldn't go to Anton Deck. He's not been on the television. That's like giving it to. Let's, let's give it to David Nixon, shall we? Because he's not been on the television for a few years either. Let's give it to Dale Winton. How ridiculous to give it to a drunk driver, a convicted drunk driver. You know, as if it was something very light. No, it's not, I'm afraid. No, it's not. Sharon from Epsom says turmeric is good for arthritis. My friend's dog takes it. That'll be useful. No snow in Clacton. Big Steve. And, uh, well, there is in certain bits of the country. I don't mind it. But we definitely had some last night, but I I missed it. Anish says, thank you for your concern. Not clinging to the door on my Indian train. Got a reservation, but I used to cling on to the door a lot, sitting and sleeping on the doorway. Typical Indian trains. Oh, I've seen them. I've, I've never been on one, but I've seen all the train journeys throughout the world. They look great. I love train journeys. I really do. I know we're complaining, Steve, says Connie, about the freezing weather, but how should people feel in Canada and parts of the United States where the temperature's between minus 15 and minus 30? Well, yeah, but they're, they're, just, they're just used to it. They are just just used to it. Nobody sort of worries about, you know, a, a temperature of, of that much. And I say that because it's absolutely true. It's like if, if you go... They were showing a programme the other day, and I think it's, it's, it's people who live in very isolated communities inside the Arctic Circle where it can be minus 65, literally. I mean, it is so cold, you cannot imagine. But that's what they've grown up... Whereas we've grown up with rain... And we grow up with a little bit of snow and stuff like that. They've grown up with freezing temperatures. So they know how to dress. They know how to keep themselves warm. And for, for them, you know, it's it's a case of it should be OK. But they seem to survive. We get a little tiny bit of snow and immediately the whole country grinds, doesn't it? Oh, it's very cold. And as I've said before, it doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter what you look like. If, you, if it keeps you warm, you wear it. It's so as simple as that. I mean, I don't care what I look like. It makes no difference. Rich in Kidderminster. I don't know if that's rich in Kidderminster uh, or whether it's rich in Kidderminster, you know, because D- Dave O'Brien lives up Kidderminster way. He's, he's rich in Kidderminster as well. Not much snow here. None now, Steve. We had a bit yesterday. It went as quick as it came. You can't beat a cuppa. But uh, is, is the GC still dancing on ice? No, she never danced. She just waddled on and waddled off again. Piers Morgan has said he'll take a year off if Anton & won. Says Paul in Edinburgh, that's why I voted for them. And uh, light dusting in Feltham, says little Julie. Yes, that is the young people's offenders place. And when we say a light dusting, are we talking like, you know, are we talking about things like that? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, also, I was fuming last night, says Debbie. Graham Norton should have got that award, not Blooming Anton Deck. It's ridiculous. Why don't I giving it to Deck? I don't mind giving it to Deck. But it shouldn't be Anton Deck because they haven't worked together for the year. What's the point? I mean, it's a convicted drink driver. There's no two ways about it. It wasn't even, you know, £86,000 he was fined. And they give him an award. You're the best presenter of the year, but I've not been on television. I know, that's what we said. Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, also, 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 in the papers for today, uh, the missing premiership strikers' fears over that uh, plane trip. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he was on the plane. and uh, And there was no doubt that I don't think they're going to find him. I don't know how they lose. I don't know where people go to when they when they lose people over the over the side of ships or when they lose people when planes crash and stuff like that. Do they find all the bits and stuff like that? It was only a light plane, wasn't it? But it had had trouble taking off. I wouldn't have gone in it. I'd have gone, well, you better find another plane. Seriously. Uh, front page of The Sun this morning. A picture of uh, absent Ant still winning. Uh, Ant says it's a shock. Yes, how do you think the rest of the country feel? We think it's an absolute outrage that we should... Uh, what, what, what next? Let's get some other drink drivers out, shall we? And start giving them awards. You know, it doesn't matter whether they've been on television. Makes, makes no difference. Uh, Riz says the NTAs are voted for, by the public just shows you how many thickos there are out there. They probably think it'll be good for Ant's morale to vote for him, even though he's not been on the telly for almost a year. That's why I listen to the radio. People are a lot more intelligent. Go on the spike. Is there some sort of closed shop operating on British television? All we get is Anton Deck, Schofield, Willa Booby, Dermot O'Dreary, and the little bloke who replaces Piers Morgan on a Thursday. Who's that? Who replaces old P- Oh Ben Ben Shepherd, old oh, little, little, little Benjamin. Let's face it, says Nigel O'Nealing, they're all bang average. Mm, I, I see the fun thing is, I do like Anton Deck. I'm sorry, you've done drink driving, and then you've given an award for being on television, whereas in fact you haven't been on television, that's what's called a lie. That's a lie. That's just ridiculous. You know, Schofield is, is good in his, uh, in his price bracket. Holly Willoughby always looks good. She will look as though she's got the hangover from hell today. And uh, the only person who's actually sort of increased figures is Piers Morgan. That's what he does. You know, you're not going to get uh, anything at all. I mean, it, it's very sweet to watch Benjamin Shepherd struggling through news stories because he, he's more tipping, isn't he? More, more tipping thing. And uh, Taff says, you've got me giggling here. Eat the studio. I'll buy a seat. Thank you. Actually, to be honest with you, I've got three seats in the studio. Three seats. I quite like them, actually. Uh, Any country planning on invading the UK should forget bombs and troops and just invest in a snow machine. We'll be on our knees inside 20 minutes, says Chris in Yorkshire. (laughs) Probably not wrong. Probably not wrong. And uh, somebody says, our horse has turmeric every day. Good for the joints. Steve Allen, 10 to 1 for the Grand National 2019. (gasps) 2019. How lovely. Dorothy says, snow on the mountains in Crickowl. In Wales, I was going to sing the song again, and I decided against it. I thought if, if we started every programme, it would sort of cheapen the name of the railway station that nobody can pronounce. But I'm determined to try and learn it by sort of maybe sort of Christmas or something like that. Uh, who have we got here? Let's have a quick look. This is uh, Anton Deck winning this. You know, despite uh, Star's absence, I agree. Holly Willoughby was very overcome for that read. She's had a few sherbets. That's generally the overcome thing. And uh, nothing for Cheryl Cole. But all, all the jungle team turned up, which was very sweet. And uh, they all looked good. Everybody looked very smart. And Peter Kaye's car share won the comedy prize, but he missed the ceremony. Well, he didn't miss the ceremony. He just didn't go to the ceremony. Um, it's interesting when you look at all the, uh, all the people. Obviously, the, um, the people who do the ratings for all the clothing can't get it Right. They can't get it right at all because some of them gave Michelle Keegan an eight, whereas, in fact, the outfit was wholly inappropriate, completely inappropriate. Fine, fine for a summer thing, dear, but you just look ridiculous on a freezing cold January evening. Uh, who else? Got? I mean, Holly Willabooby just she just ties her hair back, sticks on another frock, sticks some makeup on and she looks perfect every time. Katya Jones. Mm, so, so. Emily Atac. Very nice, dear, but uh, I thought you were trying to get away from this. All people want to see me is in my underwear and stuff like that. Well, stop playing into it. Try and learn. Try and learn. A little picture of uh, Gemma with Arge. He, he's sort of kissing her. The trouble is he doesn't have he's kissing a sofa or the side of her face. And, uh, and then Bross turned up, but nobody really bothered about that, did they? I can't remember. Did, did they? Did Bros sing at the NTAs? We don't. We don't think so. Matt was there without his hat on, but his hair, which arrived a little bit in advance of him arriving, and then I think they just glued it on. I don't know what sort of hair it is. I always like to know these sort of things. Uh, Love Island's fakery pair, Jack and Danny. Uh, nobody's failed to see the funny side of that couple. Uh, She—they they just trowel her with makeup, and then pray to God she doesn't open her mouth, which is a lot easier. And uh, Beckenbauer, Bex, Bosch, BMW, Brahms, Bratwurst. We love you too, Germany, but we still want Brexit. That's what it says in the paper today. Jane Moore, talking about um, uh dancing queen, the Gemma Collins. You know, she is the queen of media manipulation. Just talentless, just talentless. I thought it was quite funny, actually. Somebody said she looked like Anna Nicole Smith. She looked exactly like Anna Nicole Smith. Bit of an embarrassment because Anna, Anna Nicole Smith isn't with us anymore. And if you don't know who she is, you'll have to go check. Just go check. Uh, here we go, the stink of cheap perfume in the upper floor in Chelsea Cloisters, a building known to well-paying punters as the Ten Floors of Whores. It's, uh, it's sort of a block in London. I've, I've known about Chelsea Cloisters for ages. I didn't realise that they were... It's, it's a load of hookers working in there. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? But there again, I suppose they've got to work somewhere. They say the girls all get on. It's useful when a customer demands a threesome. Love, <laughs> kind of lose the will to live, don't you, really? Uh, also, do you know there's been 18 attacks foiled by UK cops since the Westminster Horror? It's good news. The Duchess of Sussex is using vegan paint infused with eucalyptus oil to decorate the gender-free nursery for her baby due in April. They had one of those people on the television the other day on that naked programme. They, they actually put a, put a woman on there, but she, she doesn't define herself as either a woman or a man. Look, she was she was non-binary. She looked like a woman to me. Looked like a woman to me. And she's going, I'm non-binary. And I thought, what in God's name are we talking about here? Non-binary. So they didn't... Well, they did actually check and say, can we call you she? And she went, yeah, that's all right. I thought, so it's a load of old rubbish, isn't it, really? And then you said, they and them. I mean, sorry, if you're a woman, you're a woman. I mean, you know, <laughs> God in heaven. And so, as to having all men... They had two women on there as well. It was all a little bit pretentious. Moi, je, yes. Carl, Ant winning Best Presenter. What next? Prince Philip hosting Top Gear. I see no reason why not. And Neil says, if an NTAA is awarded to a dodgy driver, then my prediction for a 2020 winner will be Prince Philip. Yep. Television is chewing gum for the eyes, says Paul. Eastbourne's the place to be. No snow here. It will be. Connie says, uh, in Minnesota. It was two degrees yesterday. Today it's 20 degrees. I'm still freezing. Yesterday was lovely, though, wasn't it? It was sunny. Sunny. It was nearly getting out the ombre solaire. Nearly. Not not quite. So anyway, so now the Duchess of Sussex has got this wall paint. Uh, also, childproof windows. Childproof windows. What a load of old claptrap. Isn't that just bricked up and there's no hole in the wall? Childproof windows. And also an eco-boiler costing 50,000 quid. She's envis- en- en- enlisted the help of an interior designer who decorated Celeb Hotel Soho Farmhouse where Megan held her three-day due. Oh, God, it becomes more rubbish. How can they afford the boiler? What? Oh, yes, it's us paying for it, yes. Did I not mention that? I'm sorry, I know. So, actually, you know, Megan's going, yeah, gimme, 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 and shows she's taking a oh, £50,000 boiler. Mind you... In the, in the case of the Beckhams and their little, their little cordon bleu cook, who they've got, little Harper, she can, she can reach the Arga. I wonder if she understands what £7,000 worth of oven means. Probably not. Lynn says, quite a bit of snow here in Bushy. The dog Henry's going to love it this morning. Do you know, I dreamt about that. Not your dog. I dreamt about my dog. But I haven't got a dog. And so I just dreamt of a little puppy going outside in the snow. Going, you're not going to like this at all. It's very cold out there, and, and dogs. Mind you, cats are the funniest. They, they sort of, they sort of, sort of float over over the top of it, which is sweet. Best at the uh, NTA, says Nancy. Was Claudia Winkleman such a wonderful eye for fashion? I know that that wonderful eye in the middle of her forehead is so amazing, isn't it? And there she is. She's known in the business as Gold Cyclops Winkleman. That's what she's known as. And such beautiful hair. I know. If only it was her own. All of that is so marvellous, isn't it? I think she's got it from Cheryl's company. Cheryl? Yeah? You got any hair? Yeah, loads. Gemma Collins took another outfit to wear. So when she went back in the car, you know, she's the sort of person. She she changed into a tracksuit to get into the back of the car. Meanwhile... I think Arge had lost the will to live, which, of course, he'd have to. Oh, God, she's still here. And, uh, and they, they toddled off early, which is good, isn't it? I quite like that idea. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, very Nice to be company. Wednesday. 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 Get paid Friday. That's what I keep telling people. They go, oh, great. Anna says, is it possible for you not to slurp tea live on the radio? Of course not. Don't be so stupid. What's good to do with you? Mind you? Do I come round and say, sorry, is it possible for you just to be quiet and not write stupid tweets? You know, that would be the kind of thing, wouldn't it, that would go. Uh, I, I did a thing the other day, actually, and said it's really cold out there. Some of them now being repeated. Repeated. What I say is very cold. It's cold. Of course it is. Apparently, uh, Steve, school shut in Chalfont St Peter today. It's a hashtag snow day. Kids love it. New York. No snow, but it was minus 13 with a windchill factor minus 20. Oh, my God, fellas. That is freezing cold, isn't it? But it doesn't really matter, does it? It's, a, it's, it's only weather. It's only weather. Did I, You know, I turned on the radio the other day. Where was I going? Oh, just going out in the car. And uh, Nick Ferrari was playing Margaret Thatcher. It was a bit, bit, bit of deja vu, actually. He was playing Margaret Thatcher. She sounded quite... Quite relevant. Quite relevant. Uh, more people talking about the, the NTAs and people expressing, you know, a little bit of a surprise that a drunk driver convicted can actually win <laughs> Personality... Of the year. What sort of personality would that be? Could you blow into this? What sort of personality? Please tell me. I'd love to know. Love to know. And um, who went? Oh, my friend Kevin went. He says, great to finally meet Matt and Luke. Well, you can buy a ticket, Kevin, to their, their show. They, they've got a few tickets left. I don't know what they were doing there, actually. I couldn't couldn't quite work out. Uh, Beth thinks that... Uh, uh, and then Josh Coop retweeted, the most genuine and iconic duo in national television history, Anton Deck. Really? I'm obviously missing something somewhere. Perhaps Josh will explain that to us when he gets back from his sickness. Uh, Jeff Stevenson's in Mexico. He says, after three weeks of a low-carb diet, I can't keep it up. I don't even know what a low-carb diet is. Is that the one that doesn't have any bread or something like that in it? Oh, I can't do that. I don't have bread very often. I'm not not sort of a great bread eater, but I do like a bit of toast every so often. Not, you know, I wouldn't, you know... I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat loads and loads of it day after day after day. Uh, apparently, says James, uh, because turmeric is poorly absorbed into the bloodstream, you could be missing out on its advantages unless you use turmeric with added black pepper. Oh, I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. It's just a blowing tablet, isn't it? And uh, why do the media, says Mike Bromley, keep knocking on about this drink driving thing? It doesn't affect his talent as a presenter. We didn't say that. He hasn't been presenting for a year. This is for the last year's presenting. He's been off since March. I mean, you know, I appreciate Mike, dumber, 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 when you get to Bromley, maybe we're not sort of singing from the same hymn sheet. They said if he was an ordinary person, he is an ordinary person, he got in behind the wheel of a car when he was drunk. When he was drunk. Nobody would bother about it. I would think they would, drunk drivers that you ask any police officer. So how do you feel about drink drivers? They'll tell you, lock them up. Lock them up, they're a danger to themselves. It's the fact that he got presenter of the year and he hasn't been on television. How can that... Childproof windows, Steve. They should be smart enough to baffle Harry. Childproof windows. Mind you, as they're spending our money, they couldn't actually care less. Couldn't care less, I don't think so. Uh, Desiree's in Sheffield. Says, I've got to be up at 7.30. I did that. we have got loads of time. Loads of time. You've got two and a half hours to have a little kip. Just just close your eyes. Just, just, clo- that's right. Just drift away. Oh, so I have just realised we've sent off a Scottish boy to go and find a tap with water in it. He'll never find it. It's, to him, it's like an expedition to go and talk to people. So he wanders around chatting away to me while we're all dying in here. All he's got to do is put the hot water... T- it should take about a minute. Can't see how it's going to take any longer than that. But, you know, my wife complains... About my slurping at breakfast, says Rob, I thought it was okay after listening to your show it's absolutely fine, it's absolutely fine, and in fact it's almost revered in some in some countries in 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 Slovakia. I believe you can you can slurp as much as you like. Nobody says anything. How old is Claudia Winkleman, says stephen Croydon uh forty seven she is uh, Vernon k 's toss daily wife looks better weathered yeah. it depends what they look like. Some people get get photographed very well and some people don't photograph very well. Uh no 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 trains today. It's a snow day. Makes the train driver. It's a snow day makes the train driver. Nope, not getting that one, but there are there are loads of trains today. Don't don't panic just in case you hear things. And uh, George is going to listen all the way to sunny south sea. Don't be so ridiculous. There's no sun in south sea. There's an s and an o and a u and a t h and an s and an e and an a, but there's no there's no sunshine there. With this cold weather, Harry and Meghan could stack dead homeless people against the walls of the biggest cottage. No, they've left the cottage. Oh, you didn't know about that. Ah, right, 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 right. Right. I can bring you up to speed. They uh, they, they, can't afford... They were only renting it from a friend of a friend. So uh, they they aren't in the in the cottage anymore. They're actually going to be in the one in Windsor, which you're paying for, £3 million. I don't know why they've got a perfectly good place at Kensington Palace. But, of course, as they're so so busy... <laughs> God, if only we could, we could sort of say that. We, um, no, they were paying for that cottage, but they can't afford it because she doesn't work. She hasn't got any income. They, they, they'd they rather that we, we paid for it and we should be eternally grateful, I think. So That that's why uh, there won't be any sort of uh, stacking of people up against the walls at all. Kristen Hampton says, I bet there was plenty of snow at the NTAs last night. I bet there was. Well, I reckon I could point them out to you. I reckon I could point him out to you as well. The snow comes down. Where is it? It's at the NTA's. Yeah, cool, oh, dear. Great show as always, says Chris in, in Hampton. Has he lost the kitchen? Should I go out there and try and find him? Do you think he's really not, not able to find the kitchen? We only sent it we sent him away five minutes ago to get a cup of tea and a glass of water. He's not sitting on a lake. Drilling a hole in it to get water out of the lake is I mean, how can it take that long? I can manage to do it in less than thirty seconds. He goes off for a wander and then sort of seems to come back at some convenient well anyway. You wait till he really gets back in here again. We shan't ask you. It's quicker for me to go and get it. I can do it in two minutes because I have the news bulletin. I can go to the kitchen, empty the tea bag out and put a new tea bag in, turn on the hot tap, get some milk from the fridge, and come back. And I can do that in under two minutes. It's taken him the best part of seven minutes so far. He's only gone round the corner. God, dear. My local bakery, Steve, um, does a fabulous sun-dried tomato and pepper bloomer. Oh, God, how naff. How naff. But pretentious. Oh, we're having sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Is that artisan? Yeah. I think, actually, that's some that's mis- mispronunciation as well. Oh, here we go. Don't say anything. So, uh, thank you. That's okay. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Lovely. What's this? Leave it. Just leave it. Touch stuff in the studio. Where did you go, by the way? To The kitchen. Which, which, which kitchen did you go to? I'm just there. Right. I was just explaining on air to my listener that I can manage in the news bulletin of two minutes to go round there, go to the toilet, get a cup of tea and come back. Takes you eight minutes. That's why I asked where you went.
0: Went to the bathroom as well.
1: Oh god on this I also side. went to get my, my Oh you went to get food. Yeah. Oh don't worry about us. You 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 take your time. You take your time out there. Great great to be with you again. Just remember this is a non-speaking part. 2 days I've told him that now. 2 days a non-speaking part. He insists on speaking. So let me just have a little mm, mm, mm. ice cold water which is now tepid. But it doesn't matter. I'll I'll cope with it. Don't worry. Seriously, it doesn't matter as long as you know as long as the presenters okay. And let's not worry about anything else. Uh, Dave says uh, first time hearing you, and uh, hope you're on treble. Nicky Campbell's money. Um, I don't know what he earns actually. Why would we be on treble, Nicky? I mean, I don't know. We've often said on this on this program the same as on everybody else's. I couldn't care less what everybody else earns in this business. Whatever you can get out of the uh, out of the boss. You know, that's as good as it gets. What's all this talk of freezing temperature in America? It's going to be 73 in Phoenix on Saturday, says Ian, although it was only 63 today. The wife put the heating on. <laughs> God. There's no end to the excitement. Uh, Steve, I thought it'd be a bit, bit too early for you. Teachers can decide to have a snow day, so can train drivers have a good day. Thank you. And uh, apparently Nikki Campbell's BBC salary was over... Four hundred grand a year. That includes his TV work. Four hundred thousand pound a year. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Listen, you know, I've seen him on television. You know, if that's what they're they're prepared to pay him, that's good. Good for him. Don't ever mention him ever again in my ear sight. <laughs> ear sight. Hearing. <laughs> Four hundred thousand a year. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter though, does it? I mean, it, you know, if you spend all your time worrying about it. You'd be sort of, you'd be in a terrible state. What do you mean he's only £400,000? Ow, that really hurts. Steve, I'm prepared for the cold weather this morning. Thick dressing gown, tea in a thermal mug. And the central heating set to maximum. Steaming hot porridge is next. And then my day is all ready to begin in the good company of you and the Spikers. Yeah, listen, you cannot beat at this time of morning. If I If I was you at home and I was just getting out of bed, I'd be going, right, kitchen. I remember years ago when we didn't have central heating. And we used to put the, the gas on, on the actual cooker. Oh, is that time already? Um, and, and we'd put the gas on, and we'd all huddle around the cooker, trying to keep warm. We were living in a caravan, I should point out, at the time. So uh, nowadays, you know, not so lucky, but still putting the gas on in the kitchen always gives me a little bit of a tinge. We'll take a short break, shall we? Might go and get another cup of coffee.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Sue says, congratulations, Steve, on another accurate weather prediction. Well, in fact, we had two predictions the other day. Firstly, yes, it would snow yesterday. and People say, oh, you know, it won't. And of course, we were proved right. And secondly, I did say they were going to be in a lot of trouble calling it a Cornish pasty. Because it isn't a Cornish pasty. It's a vegan pasty. It's nothing to do with Cornwall. Uh, Kate says, maybe we should look at the people who decided Anne should get the award. Well, no, well, they, they didn't decide he should get the award. What they did, they actually put them up for it. So they they, they put the names and then people people phone and, and vote for these sort of things. But they shouldn't have been in it at all. They really shouldn't have done them. It just, just makes a mockery of the whole award, doesn't it, really? You know, God forbid, you know, anything disastrous could have actually happened. Uh, Lorraine says, "If you were to win an award, nothing to do with radio, what would it be for?" I just think being nice. I just think being nice and pleasant, and not shouting at the AP when he gets lost and wanders off to go make a cup of tea and get a glass of water. You know that—that's the kind of the kind of humility that I have in in me, and and why I've always become saint-like to many people. And so that you know, when he comes back in, I say to him, "I say, where have you been, Poppet?" And and he's he's been on a little walk to exercise his legs, and. I don't have a problem with that. I just like to think that he's he's part of our little team. You know, and as such, the next time we have the meeting of the team, he's definitely not invited. There you go, because we know he's going to eat everything, so there's no point. Uh, did you know the first radio broadcast was from Rittle near Chelmsford? You heard that yesterday on Nick Ferrari's show. It's down there because Chelmsford's the home of Marconi. I thought he'd know that, actually, because everywhere you go in Chelmsford, it's got... On all the signs, the home of Marconi. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I used the gas as a heater for an hour once, but was told due to the fumes, it's dangerous. We didn't care. In our caravan, we didn't care. Uh, my mum used to put the gas cooker on to keep us warm until one day I decided to be helpful and put my plastic kettle on there. The cooker was no more, says Janice. <sighs> not good, not good. And uh, eight minutes for tea. You need to contact care in the community for a replacement gopher, says Carl. I don't, well, he, he went off. He went to go and find something to eat. And and then he went to the toilet. And then, and only then, did he decide to sort of make the tea. So next time I'm going myself. And he's what? He's eaten his food already. Yeah, good. What was it? It was wrapped in cling film. Could have been anything, really. I've noticed the bonbons have gone out of the kitchen. There's only about three of those blue bonbons uh, left. A rocky road his sister made. How lovely. How exciting. It's not very difficult to make, is it? Have you ever done this one? Here's a little recipe for you. Could can try later on today. You get um, uh, a saucepan. You fill it with water. Well, you know, up to about sort of halfway. Then you put a glass bowl in it, OK, that rests inside. And then you melt chocolate. OK. And then you put Rice Krispies in and you stir it all round and then you take spoonfuls out. And if you're very lucky, you can put little, um, little marshmallows. They do little tiny ones, which some people put in cocoa and things like that. Add those into it. And that'll make you roughly the rocky road that you were looking for in the first place. Or you could try it, alternatively, with uh, with cornflakes. And then you put them in little cases, and that, that's quite nice as well. And you, you can make quite a few. Or you can spread it all across a tray, let it harden, and then cut it up into pieces. That's quite nice as well. And then I've got another one for coconut ice, which is very good. Just get some coconut and some ice. And you, you put that, that one together. That That's quite nice as well. And that is the extent of my cookery. I'm not Mary Berry. I don't pretend to be Phil Vickery. But I, but I, I never need to worry about it. Yesterday, I had a, I had a craving and an urge, both at the same time. Both at the same time. And it's so unusual at my time of life to get the both together. So I thought, quickly, capitalise on it. So I rushed to the fridge, opened up the fridge, and there it was. It was a pot of Mandarin segments which I drained the juice off and then ate, ate the whole pot. I didn't care. Shane says we should give Scottish boy a compass. We'd never get it back. We would never get it back. He would, he would have it on eBay within seconds. So he's like that. He's like that. If he's eating stuff his sister's made, and to be honest with you, I've seen a picture of her. I want to see a hygiene certificate. You know, it's as simple as that. I just want to know. Just, I mean, you can't just accept food from people and then go, oh, yes, I'm going to eat that. You know. Anton and Dec are great Make me laugh. Everybody deserves a chance, but getting an award is ridiculous, and I believe it's done more harm than good, Steve. Alan says, in Yeovil District Hospital, wide awake before the operation this afternoon, listening to you on Freeview, community radio presenter. I do it for nothing. Yeah, well, there's always somebody who'll do it for nothing, mate. Always somebody. Oh, it's like hospital radio, isn't it? People do hospital radio for nothing, because people just want to do it. And community radio... Is that the one that's got the vicar on it? You know? And, and the word, the words you actually need are... <laughs> As as follows, Alan. Wait a minute. We have to wait till he's typed it. What's your favourite biscuit? There you go. You can, Yes. Just learn those words. What are your favourite biscuits? OK, you, you could fill a three hour programme on that on community radio. I do it for nothing. Yeah. Listen, the Rocky Road. Rocky Road does not count as a biscuit. No, it's a cake. It's a cake. But uh, my mother used to make things with Swiss rolls. But there again, after we had a visit from the police, it was fine. And uh, we never made it ever again. Because I always wanted to make a, a train. Yes, anything to do with a biscuit. Please don't write anything on a biscuit. You'll be banned immediately, OK? We we are not commercial radio. Well, we are commercial radio, but we're not sort of that end of the commercial radio market. But I, I don't know enough about community radio to comment on it. But if you do it for free, then uh, that's that's OK. Somebody's got to start somewhere, haven't they? A lot of people in, in radio nowadays came from hospital radio and, and stuff. I didn't, of course. And uh, and stuff like that. No, no, no. I was discovered. I was discovered. Which is, in fact, actually, if you listen, I, m- I must find it. I, m- I know where it is, but I'm just determined not to bring it in. Because I don't think we've got any machines to play it on. But I've got my very, very first broadcast on LBC. <laughs> To be honest with you, even thinking back, it must have been absolutely ghastly. Any chance, says Andy, have you taken a two week holiday? I thought, how rude. He says, All this waking up at 4 a.m. every morning to listen to is playing havoc with my beauty sleep. Andy, look in the mirror, okay? Not beauty. Not beauty, okay? Uh, Wishing my partner Ray and my dad Sean a safe journey to work, says Lorraine. Currently driving to Neesden. Oh, blimey. Kneesden. I've driven through Kneesden. My sister had an old Dyson. Bits kept falling off, but it looked like the future, says Ian. Yes. I mean, I've had loads of Dysons over the years. They're so expensive. They're so expensive. And uh, one here, I reckon your, uh, your boy is on the rocky road to getting his P45 as he's skating on very thin coconut ice. He loves the attention. I can't begin to tell you. You know, other people go, oh, please don't do it. No, he he absolutely loves it. You know, since, since we've started doing it, he's got himself an agent. There's a three-book deal, a calendar, photo shoot set it, you know, Homeland Aberdeen. And and they're, and they're trying to make it out of something really exciting. Him standing just outside the gay bar with a very small sherry in one hand, and then the sort of you know. And this, this is this is the road out of Aberdeen. Oh, that's nice. I like that one from Keith. Two foot of snow. Look at somebody's made a pair of boots. Oh, their feet. Oh, that's so clever. Is that so clever? And such a waste of a life. Uh, but that's him. Where is that? Walthamstow. Was it Walthamstow? It could be anywhere, actually. It could be anywhere. That's very good, though. I like that. I don't think we had that much snow last night, but we've had a little bit. So if you've got some snow pictures, come on, send them in, please. Uh, Steve, hola, amigos, from Buenos Aires, southern zone of Costa Rica, Central America. Good Lord above. There's people over there as well. Thinking, wait a minute, where is that voice coming from? The answer is it's coming from the middle of Leicester Square in London, we are, we are a tourist attraction. What's the matter now? It's Argentina. It, well, they're, they're lost. They're obviously one of those sort of time travel teams who sort of go out there. They don't know where they are. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, Rana Habib is going to be killed off in Coronation Street. Ooh. should I have told you that? It didn't say spoiler alert. It didn't say spoiler alert. But uh, she's a popular lesbian character. Shows how long it is since I've seen it. A lesbian in Coronation Street. How does that work? It's all going on a bit strange, isn't it? She's been played by uh, Bavna Limbachia since 2016. She's going to be written out in a big storyline. Wow. I didn't even know that there, uh, there was um, a, uh, a thing like that. Have I got any recordings from my Biscuit Factory days? There is one, actually, because the last programme was released as a cassette it was that long ago. It might even be on YouTube. I don't know. If you typed in uh, "UBN the final hour," we all had a little, a little bit of a say. This is this is a long, long time ago. You know, long, long time ago. It, I mean, it really was a long, long time ago. And I think it was "UBN the final hour." Whether it's up there, I don't know. But it was. It's not there. Oh, right. Because I've I've heard it. Uh, could you try United Biscuits? Try United Biscuits. See if anything comes from uh, from that one, which would be quite nice. And... Because uh, I remember hearing myself on it and thinking, God, that sounded awful. But at the time, it sounded great. United Biscuits Factory, United Biscuits Network. And... Uh, oh, there we are. Look at all the... Look at our little studios. Oh, it's like a trip down memory lane. Like a trip down. This is a little bit of a trip. Oh, my goodness, mate. I remember all of these studios, as indeed you would. As indeed you would. Graham Dean. (gasps) Look at all these people on the wall. Oh, I remember the UBN calling cards. Good luck. That's definitely not me. Oh, please, God, there's not a picture of me. I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it if a picture of me... That's Adrian Love, who uh, ended up here as well. These are the workers. That's, uh, oh, I can't remember, actually. I remember some of the people. Some of them were sort of left before I I got there. I was in the sort of the days of... uh, Good lord! Oh my goodness me! Who are those people? That's Graham Dean. Who the other person is, I've got no idea. But we we were the last ones there, so we, they they were they were the people in at the beginning of uh, UBN, and then there's a picture. Wait a minute, that's all. Good lord! Honestly, what did we look like? What did we look like? But uh, it's interesting. Interesting. Based at Osterley, which is where uh, Sky is now, and. Uh, it was it was good fun. It was good, but we never treated it seriously. I don't know why we never treated it seriously. Perhaps we just sort of didn't think about it. It was just it was something to do that was uh, that was a great deal of fun to do, and you get paid for it, but it wasn't a lot of money. It really wasn't. It was uh, it was a very tiddly amount of money. But uh, somewhere, somewhere, I've got the uh, the last. Wait a minute. It's got uh, Roger, Roger Scott, Graham Dean, Peter Young, Dale Winton. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder who actually had all that sort of stuff there. But uh, there were loads, loads of um, of radio presenters, because that's where it started from. That's where it started from. Michael J. Fitch, he says, uh, I'm listening earlier. I'm heading to Monaco for a show. You're not doing the circus thing. There's a circus thing in Monaco. Michael J. Fitch is a magician, in case you did not know. He says, uh, I shall be adding a touch of magic this Friday for Burns Night at Red... It's not Burns Night, is it? Is it really? Friday? Wow! So he's doing that at uh, Bread Street Kitchen. He's jetting about all over the place. Quarter past five in the morning, poor soul. But, uh, so this is what? Are you doing Burns Night as well? <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. Does that mean that they, they turn up on your doorstep and go, I'm from Aberdeen. Can I come in and celebrate your Burns Night? What do you do on Burns Night? What do you do, dear? You do... You do Kayleigh and Haggis dinner. Well, that sounds boring, doesn't it? Why? Is it great fun? Do you just drink whiskey and stuff? And so, do you drink whiskey? Yeah. Yeah. All right. A Burns night. Well, that's what that's what Michael J. Fitch is going to be doing. He's going to be down there entertaining people who are going to be quite clearly tiddled, Michael. <laughs> the Bread Street Kitchen, but uh, Monaco. That's that quite nice. I've never been invited to a Burns night. Just saying. And uh, no, seriously, I don't want to go. I'm not seriously. No, no. Yeah, and then you have to have the haggis has got a dress on. Oh, that's right. Dear Haggis. Do you not do that? You just eat it. It's not very exciting, Haggis, is it? Do you have it with... Oh, that's right. Here we go. Oh, I'm Scottish, Stephen, All that kind of stuff. It's not. It's horrid. Otherwise, you would be eating it all the time. You only eat it once a year. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get me the ingredients for... Oh, no. We have to do a a quick break, actually. And then we're going to get the ingredients for a Haggis. I think we've got a bit of an... You're definitely not vegetarian, pal. I... Oh, there's no vegetarian version. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Now we've discovered there is vegetarian haggis. Uh, Sainsbury's sell it. The uh, assistant producer very excited by this because apparently he's vegetarian. Not okay, but the vegetarian haggis because the other one is, of course, for meat eaters. This one's got onion, carrot, medium mushrooms. What in God's name are medium mushrooms? Also some mashed. Borreletti beans. Do you keep Borreletti beans in? Never even heard of them, have you? Never even heard of them. Vegetarian suet. Have you heard of that? No, you haven't heard of any of this stuff, have you? Vegetable stock, oil, lemon juice, soy sauce and a dash of gravy brining. And you pop it all into this uh, wok and, uh, and then you sort of, you add the buckwheat and the rolled oats for a few minutes and then the liquid disappears Then you turn it into an oven-proof dish and then it stands for 20 minutes, then you cook it for 30 minutes. God, far too tedious. Go buy it somewhere. Go buy it at a supermarket. It's much easier, isn't it? And so you have to address it, dear haggis. I don't know what you say when you address the haggis, but we shall, we shall find out. But uh, So there is vegetarian haggis, and that's the one he has, apparently. So when you address the haggis, uh, it goes like... Fair fire fa honest honest face, great chieftain or the pudding race. A boon them, ye tak your place... Pinch, tripe or thame, wheel are ye worth? Oh, for God's sake, was a small wonder the haggis looks embarrassed. You have to go through. Can we hear a Scottish person saying? It'll sound much better. Fair
0: for your honest sonsy face, great chieftain, know the puddin' race. Abund them ah, ye tag your place. Pinch, tripe or thame, <laughs> wheel are ye worthy o a grace, as lang's my erm. The groaning trencher there ye fill, your hurdies like a distant hill. Your pin would help, help to them mend a the mill them in time we need. Them While through your pores the juice distill distil like amber bead. bead. His knife, see rustic labour dicht, and cut you up with ready slicht, trenching your gushing entrails it's just a
1: haggis. Like when ditch. It's very yeah. violent, isn't it? It's just oh, a haggis, though. I'm, a I'm sorry, so there is, I mean, sex. can you imagine doing this wow. every time you had roast chicken on a Sunday? Oh, chicken of the father race, you come to us, and see our grace, you know, and you think to me. And then at one point they're going, and then oh, what a glorious sight, warm, reeking, rich. Then horn for horn they stretch and stripe. This is dead sheep, dead sheep in the middle of the table, and you t- it goes for ever and a day. The thing would be cold, but apparently, as long as you drink it with loads and loads of whiskey, that's that's fine, isn't it? It goes on forever and a day. That one doesn't it? I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but uh, lots of you sending me uh, details of where you can get a vegetable haggis. Thank you. I've got a few places where you can put it as well. (laughs) My mates are lizards, says Patrick. Here we go. Here we go. I get the ones on medication in the morning. David Hike's been in touch. He thinks we're all lizards, doesn't he? If you were sitting where I'm sitting, he thinks the royals are lizards. Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen Prince Edward and his wife, you know, out at the same time? Very rarely. But uh, he thinks it's normal to go through winter without central heating while he sits around watching telly dressed like a North Pole Explorer. I only wish somebody would explain to him why he catches at least four common colds every year, says Patrick. And there is, Steve, a vegetarian version of Haggis. They sampled it on the Jeremy Vine show the other week. In fact, it might have been a vegan version. I can't remember for sure, says Russ. I've been to a, a Burns night, says John in Bromley, and they recite. Some Scottish poem that was that one actually, and then stab the haggis, then they just get wasted, And <laughs> they just get drunk. It's something to do with whiskey, isn't it? I, mean, I, I don't think. I don't think going there, going. Is it possible to have a small Cinzano? Is that is, is that okay with everybody? And or, or failing that, you know, I, I'd quite like. Um, you get a thing with sort of a cherry in it or something like that. The look at me like you were mad. But the Americans love it. The Americans love it. They, lo- I'm sure the Americans go to these Burns nights and they celebrate up in Scotland. There will be hotels putting on a Burns light and you'll go there and there'll be dancing and you can put your. You get, as, the, as the producer said, the assistant producer uh, said to me, he said, uh, oh, he said, it, uh, we're all up for a Kayleigh. I'm not sure if that's the girl who still lives at number thirty-seven down the road, and uh, whether she'll be popping in again. She's been very popular over the last few years, so we'll all be dancing around. Will you would you be wearing your kilt? No. Oh, it's a shame really, because we'd love a picture of you in your kilt. Oh, is yours fairly plain? You're sort of well, McKayle's not fancy enough. Do you have people who sort of play the, the the squeeze boxes and the little viol, you know, little violins and stuff like that? Not like that at all, is it really? It's just a record. A fiddler drumstick. Oh, right. And a bass guitar. Oh, right. How lovely. God, it sounds boring, doesn't it? Aren't you glad you're going elsewhere on that night? I know I am. Uh, Steve, apparently there are three lesbians in Coronation Street and two gay guys. In Coronation Street? Good Lord above, there aren't that many in the whole of Manchester. How could that be? In one little street... (laughs) <laughs> the first broadcast says Mike from Finchley It's so old it was etched in stone instead of tape Ha 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 No he should should have actually said it was recorded on wax cylinder That would be the best thing Of course you know when they did the Marconi thing Basically it was the very first recording You know and, and transmission But he wasn't talking to anybody because nobody else had the other one If you think Dyson's clean is expensive Is she the hairdryer I've seen it Rob it's £400 They advertise it on uh, QVC I've seen it loads of times it's very expensive. Uh, Steve, wake up all these lazy people. It's cold and icy and it will be havoc, so you've got to start early. In Basildon, no snow but a bit icy. How nice my commute takes. 30 seconds and the cab is already nice and warm, says Monica. My favourite cabbie. And uh, Donnie's going to a Burns Night dance in Polgate. I'm convinced last year they processed in with a jacket potato. Well, I think that would be a You can yeah, Kenny have the roast potatoes. You have neeps and tatties. Which, well, which we don't know what they are. We think it's something to do with sort of potatoes. Uh, and then Carl says, was it Marconi who, who, who discovered you? Very bitter. How old do you think I am? Uh, Phil says, a Scottish boy will be doing Burns Night. Will Aussie boy be celebrating Australia Day this weekend? He hasn't got the faintest idea. Seriously, there's no point. And He does actually go, go to walkabout, but he, he does that all the time, anybody. Uh, Mary says, how are you progressing with the station in Wales? We're kind of not. This is the... Uh, I've tried it, but it comes with a song, as you all know, which we try. And for years and years, it's always plagued me. I just remember it goes gogogoch, and that's as far, and the and the first bit is very slow and tedious. And we did try it the other day, and I've suddenly realised I'm just useless. So this is the little song that helps you pronounce the name of the station in Wales. How to say Pwll? But anyway, it goes like this. Much better when they do it again. A thing which has fascinated everyone. it does, it fascinates me. In fact I love hearing it I love hearing people speak in another language. I couldn't tell us if it's Welsh, if it's sort of Irish or anything at all. I just I just like hearing it. But this one because it's got the song that goes with it. You ready? You, know, you know, a know, a lot of radio plan, people are personally can't exactly go where it's going to drop and dip plan, and all the rest of it. Plan, it's a lovely little station, isn't it? And, uh, oh, look, there's a train. I'm no closer to staying, staying it, no. Slowly. Here we go, saying children, it slowly. Ready? Let's teach
0: the world.
1: Plan by. Plan by. Pus Gwingis. Pus Gwingis.
0: Go get get Go, go, go. That's all there is to it. So let's sing it. go go, go. go go, go.
1: I've nailed it. I think I finally got this one. I think I've got it. I just need to dance a Kaylee. Is that where you have put your hands above your heads? Is that is that the Kaylee? Oh, something else? Is it? All right. Is that like please? Can I have some more? Is that like you do that? Or for the time you've eaten your, your vegetarian haggis? Are you sort of going. Oh, I actually want any more of this. I'm going to be sick. But everybody does it. But I don't know why they do it. Can somebody explain to me why they celebrate Burns Night? What what is it celebrating? I know it's celebrating the haggis. I understand. But what? They're celebrating... Well, what are they celebrating about Robbie Burns? He's dead. He's dead and he's Scottish. Scots were hired, we Wallace bled. So it's a piece of historical culture. He's not with us anymore. He's uh, he's passed on. Is that why people celebrate Robbie Burns? Would it not be better to do somebody living? Would that not make it more entertaining? Well, there you go, you know, to each his own. Uh, apparently, Peter in Manchester says we have our own gay village in Manchester. Don't be so silly. Of course you don't. You just think you do, because they're men who ride side saddle, But uh, they're all in Coronation Street. Neeps are Swedes. Ha ha. Now I know. And Julia in Teddington says, Borlotti beans are very nice. I use them when I make minestrone and other Italian dishes. Do you know, I haven't had minestrone soup for about 40 years. Doesn't matter though. Kevin sent me a lovely picture. That's Kevin the milkman. Thankfully not on my round overnight. Little bit of snow at the dairy. It's still pretty, you know. I don't care what anybody says. It's still pretty. It's still nice out there. And uh, Kevin the expat was visiting the Swiss Alps on Saturday. It's blooming cold. <laughs> Minus 15. It looks blooming cold to me, pal.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Uh, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast, so I had to think about where I was actually. Steve Allen's early uh, breakfast on LBC, and uh, we're very pleased actually. Apparently, uh, no wait a minute, I have to read this one because it's a long one from my friend Chris, and um, I'm going to read it in an in an ad break actually, because sometimes I read some of his things and then they have a bit of a surprise ending. Little, it, no, this is another one. Listen, I do know more than one, Chris. I mean, heavens above. Like, I know more people who'll be going to Burns Nights now. All of a sudden I've discovered it's a very popular place. Over in Tromso, in northern Norway, two metres deep of snow. That's about six foot something, OK? But all the roads are open and everything works as usual. You literally just drive down the middle of a snow tunnel. But they're used to doing it. But uh, Kestus has been a listener for the last seven years. <sighs> That's what we like to hear. Steve... Says Steve, yes, soaps appear to be fixated on gay, lesbian and whatever themes these days, becoming very unrealistic. Well, it's... it's I mean, I don't know why they do it. They always get, I mean, I was always amazed that in the whole of uh, Weatherfield, which is the Manchester set, that for years and years there weren't any, any gay people. And I thought that Manchester was absolutely swarming with gay They actually made Queer as Folk about the, uh, the Manchester scene up there, which unfortunately then got invaded by heterosexuals and it kind of took it away all of a sudden girls are going oh let's go here it's a lot more fun you don't get people sort of groping you and stuff like that much easier uh steve uh neeps aren't swedes they're turnips says geraldine either way it's peasant food turnips are peasant food they're not they're not for normal people most people wouldn't have turnips you know i've seen turnips they look very nice and i'm sure they're wonderful but i mean nobody's going to uh Nobody's going to eat them unless you're going to be doing that. I lived in Anglesey, says and My uh, father was stationed at RAF Valley, so I can have pronounced the whole name of the village, but everybody calls it Landfair PG. Landfair PG. Uh, back then, they even replaced the station sign with that because the real one took up too much space. Well, it's back in again. Back in again. Pablo says, a slice of haggis is part of the full Scottish fried breakfast. Ooh, not sure about this, honestly. I don't, I mean, I mean, you know, I'll eat most of it. I'll tell you what, I really do love, but I haven't had it for ages faggots, surprisingly, and meatloaf. Meatloaf, you know, like a bad, of hell long in the morning, son. But uh, you, you used to see that big sign on the bus shelter. I used to stand there in the middle of winter, the rain dripping off my sodden hair, and it would say, come home to a real faggot. I just thought, oh, God, not somebody else moved in. You know, <laughs> it did, it had a picture of them, and I used to think, Oh, they're just meatballs. And apparently they're not. They're, they're much better. So, so today, faggots. There you go. I've said it again. I've laid my cards on the table. I'm going to be having it today with mashed potato and gravy. Whether they go along with that idea is entirely up to them. We'll wait and find out. I'd love to have seen the old concrete tricorn shopping centre in Portsmouth, Steve, just to see if it was ugly or beautiful. But they knocked it down. What was it like? Ugly. That's why they knocked it down. You don't knock down something that's beautiful, do you? So I've just thought of something really funny. Actually, just funny for me, but not funny for somebody else. Uh, Julie says, I've just woken up. I don't know if you know Patisserie is going into administration. It's gone into administration, but that doesn't mean they're all closing. In fact, we, we probably think that bloke from uh, the sports thing, Mike, Mike Ashley, might be interested in it. It's a shame. It's my favourite cake shop. Yes, there was, there was. they had various sort of problems with it. I also used to buy cakes and sometimes bring them in here. I used to love that. Uh, was it the strawberry mufoy? That one was just sort of basically you couldn't get the whole thing in your mouth and it just sort of crumbled all over the place. That was delicious. But uh, it's another one of the high street places which is going under. And the reason it's going under is people people are not going. I mean, you know, we used to go there every Sunday, but we haven't been to one for a little while now, mainly because the dog's not very well. So that's that's why it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a problem, really, isn't it? I don't know what the high street wants. Obviously, overpriced coffee shops who don't pay uh, who don't pay tax. And that's, as I say, you know, the uh, the whole state of it. In 10 years time, will we have a high street to go to? Probably not. Probably not. People still occasionally, but it's not enough. People want to see clothes and try them on before they buy them. Hence, they would never buy stuff online. They would only ever buy stuff uh, if they could see it in a shop, because you need to see it. I, I can look at a picture of a garment and go, that looks lovely, but what's it like? I don't want to have to... And they go, but you can always send it back. And you go, well, yes, of course you can, but what a what a hassle. You buy it, it arrives, you put it on, you go, oh, it's not at all right, is it? It goes back. If you're in a shop, you can try it. and If you don't like it, hang it back up and try another one. Works much... Um, that's... Tripping, honestly. Um, where am I? Uh, So anyway, yes, so so you go into the shop and that's why, I mean, the high street, there won't be anything left if you all keep buying online. I buy online, I realise. The Dyson hairdryer, Steve's only 300. I know as I bought one at Peter Jones for she who must be obeyed for Christmas. The staff, lovely though they are, couldn't suppress a titter when I, being entirely bald, asked them where they sold hairdryers. Oh, I get that all the time. And I always go, in fact, I have a hairdryer in my bathroom. Why? For drying myself. I use towels and I use a hairdryer. And it was only 20 quid or something like that. You know, even the, the showers here, I've got hairdryers in so that people can do their hair. I mean, I quite... Mind you, my, my, my big bugbear is actually going out, Chris, and buying sunglasses in winter. And people go, what do you want sunglasses for? And you go, well, because I've got, you know, sort of sensitive eyes. Oh, the other day, oh, the other day, I told a fib. I told a fib. I told an out and out fib. I went to Marks and Spencers to buy pants, and I bought eighteen pairs of pants. They're in packs of two, okay? Tenner for uh, for a two uh, for a two thing, and uh, and I took them. And so the woman said, "Oh, sorry, sorry to make you wait, mainly because the bloke in front was sort of negotiating to buy them for a penny or something." But anyway, so I bought. Them. She said, "Oh, she said, are you having a stock up for the uh, for the year ahead?" And I went. No, they're for my grandfather. He's incontinent. <laughs> and as I said it, I remember thinking, Are you mad? What a mad thing to say. But anyway, she said, I, I'm the one who puts all these out. You know, in the, uh, in, the um, in the aisles where you can go there and sort of find all your pants and everything else. <laughs> I didn't know there were other places to go buy pants. My husband has to have his faggots, chips and mushy peas every Thursday. Made at the local butcher, says Sally. Oh, Right. And uh, Steve, a vegetarian haggis? Mm, not sure about that one. Uh, no, I mean, I don't like He's only doing it because he's going. on oh, a vegetarian. He's jumping on a bandwagon. He's jumping on a bandwagon. He's not vegetarian at all. If he was, he'd be far more committed and very angry with me for even daring to suggest that, uh, that he's not vegetarian. But he eats meat. He has eaten meat. In my company, I've seen him. It's no good holding out one finger. That is, that's a case of, you know, uh, I only murdered one person. It doesn't make me a murderer. And it was, you know, it was it was ham. And twice you've done it because you ate the Big Mac as well. And that's meat. I don't care which way you want to interpret it. It's a case of you're not very loyal to your cause. If you're going, I'm a pescatorian or whatever it is from the island of pest. It's a case of, you know, you either adhere to it or you don't adhere to it. If you don't adhere to it, don't fob us off with this flim flam about, oh, I'm really a vegetarian, not vegetarian at all. I told you my friend is vegetarian. He would not get out the car, go to McDonald's and buy me a burger because he's vegetarian. I don't take him in my car anymore now. He can walk as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Steve, Neeps and Nice Swedes. There's, oh, here we go. Oh, blimey, honestly, I'm going to get this one, aren't I? Uh, there's Scott's turnips and the haggis is the great chieftain of the pudding race. The 25th of January was the man's birthday. But I appreciate your, your pock pudding. Whitney, appreciate a man's a man. Uh, Awa ye, and celebrate Ant and Dec. They're still alive, if no live on television, says Donald. Still looking for his trousers, I should imagine. Uh, Steve, it said on the radio last night the Patisserie Valerie were all closing with immediate effect. No. They have 200 stores and smaller counters open. 70 of them are closing immediately. That's 900 jobs gone. So 70 are closing. They've got 200. OK, they're they're trying to make it... Easier to manage. They're actually trying to make it so that it's a bit easier by cutting down. If the whole thing goes, two thousand jobs. But then they were also said. Were we not saying at Christmas time, Pizza Express? Were they not? Say, God, but I mean, I've lost track of the amount of people on the high street. They have to trim back. HMV. That that could be another couple of thousand. We don't know what's going to go on. But the but the more you don't shop on the high street, the more the chances it's going to vanish. I would think there's every likelihood they will be axing patisserie Valley. They've already started cutting back the Marks and Spencers. Another 17, is it? 17 or 19 that are going? I don't think... I think that's the big story. We've got two enormous stores in Kingston, Marks and Spencers. To be honest with you, how they even run the electricity bill, I'll never know. It's never packed. Never packed. Years ago, these sort of uh, department stores were packed. You could go in there. I've got footage of people in Oxford Street going into all the department stores and fighting their way through at Christmas time. Now, you can wander about quite easily. People just want to look. And then people pinch. And uh, I was watching some YouTubes of people. I saw a woman the other day. I won't tell you where I was, but uh, she was nicking kids' clothes. That's what she was doing. She was stealing kids' clothes. What what was she doing with them? Just looking around, just picking them up, rolling them up, putting them in the pram that she had with her kit, and walked straight out. Straight out. Amazing, isn't it, really? According to my slide rule, says Anthony, uh, two minutes proven to go to the kitchen and back, so that leaves six minutes for a... Yes. Uh, what about a rocky road? Oh, no, no, Whatever it is, it's too long. OK, it's as simple as that. I decide, you know, whether or not... I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to send him again. There is, there is absolutely no point in the sending uh, of him again. More from the newspapers in a moment. So Peter Kay got an award last night, but he didn't go. Which, you know, perfectly fine. I don't mind if people don't want to go to the National Television Awards because, unfortunately, and as Peter Kay is probably the set, you won't find Ricky Gervais there as well because it's full of naff people from reality shows, people who are so talentless it's almost embarrassing. And then, for some reason, you get the Bross Brothers turning up. What for? I've got no idea. We couldn't work that one out at all. And uh, so Peter Kay got David Walliams won Best TV Judge for the Third Time and then Dermot had to apologise because Danny Dyer swears. But then that's how he talks. What do they give him an award for? You know, just give it to somebody else. Nobody knows, do they? And uh, the, the shock for Anton and Deck. Uh, you know, don't mind Deck winning. The Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award went to I'm a Celebrity. Special recognition to David Dimbleby. He must have thought he wandered into a bear pit. He really must have done. And uh, Martin says another accident waiting to happen. A hairdryer in a bathroom. We've got them here. Got them in the shower rooms here, hair dryers. Come on, goodness sake, honestly. There's a growing business for those plastic murals that they put on the windows of empty high street shops. And I'm being serious, says Mary. Oh, I've seen them round our way. In fact, down in Church Street, they actually fill the empty shop windows up with lights and different bits and pieces like that, just to make it look as though they are there, because boarded up is not good. And we've lost a carpet right, and there's a couple more boarded... And then what do they do? They keep building more flats and underneath, shops. What for? We've got loads of empty shops at the moment. It's like we're still waiting for the council to take away all the blooming Christmas trees. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, there's always room for another, always room for another coffee shop. You'd think they'd actually go, no, we have too many coffee shops. Or in our in our place, around, around Twickenham, we've got too many hairdressers. We must have about 12 men's hairdressers. Because it's easy. I, I could probably set one up myself. But I wouldn't. You're
0: listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. 11 minutes to 6. So, of course, I have a ritual every day. I have to have my, my cup of tea. I'm a, I'm a big fan of tea. So imagine my surprise and delight when a, when a bag turns up with teas, a Steve's tea selection in it. I didn't even know there were so many teas out there. Years ago, you just bought tea. It was just Tetley tea bags. Well, in fact, I remember it was Tetley loose tea. Then they brought in the tea bags. Now I couldn't survive without them. But, uh, in fact, the folks at Tetley... Say, we've heard that tea has been a popular topic on your show recently. And we saw you needed a cup for yourself on Twitter the other day. You see, you're monitored by everybody. You've got no secrets. So they've sent a selection of our favourite blends. And uh, we've chosen for you. We hope they're your cup of tea. So I've ended up with Original Black Tea, uh, Tetley's. Then Tetley Decaf. Did you know there was decaf tea? I didn't. Tetley Super Fruits Multivitamin. Tetley's super green, see that's the one I might try actually, super green detox mint, super fruit immune lemon and ginger, which sounds lovely, and Tetley's super herbal digestion, mint and ginger, then the super squash berry burst, and cold infusions raspberry and cranberry. I won't need to move out of the house, I could just stay there forever and a day, thank you very much, that's very nice, I'm sure they will be very much appreciated, as always we like a nice cup of tea. What was that song? Was it, we like a nice cup of tea in the morning? A nice cup of tea with my tea. And about this time of night, what goes down a treat? You're right, it's a nice cup of tea. Something about the British and tea, and yet we never invented it. We never invented it, and yet we must consume gallons of it. Every, I mean, well, billions of gallons, I should imagine. Because it's so easy to drink. And now there's all these different ones which make me feel I'm going to be a really healthy boy. And because I always tweet about, you know, can't wait to get into work to have my cup of tea... And uh, so now i 've got such a choice Gosh, i 'll tell you I could be here for years uh, steve i 've never understood why shops are open when people are at work. The high streets should realign to twelve to ten p m well they do that in america in america they they 're very much they 're very much like that, and they do uh, and they do um open late at night, which I like unfortunately of course i 'm always in bed fast asleep uh, five thousand pound reward to catch the vandals who desecrated Bomber Command. The memorial had been cleaned up, so that's all right. It's going to cost us about £2,000, but to be honest with you, it's money well spent as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't care less. But uh, they will find these uh, people. It's to commemorate the 55,000 men who died in World War II, which has been defaced. And then there was somebody, I read a thing a short while ago, some, some college lecturer who said that Bomber Command were terrorists. You always get somebody, don't you, really? And uh, here he is. Also, Rio Ferdinand in the papers today. He used to down ten pints of Guinness in crazy after-match benders. And what are we supposed to do? He does not play football for years, has he? He's just a pundit now. And uh, they're going to be doing some... I think it's a reality show with him and his... Uh, I don't want anything to do with show business wife, who's telling lies. Because she absolutely craves every bit of it. Uh, and then Sean... P- I don't know how half these people are, actually. I go through the, the papers and I go through the celebrities. see, I understand who people like Bross are, but I just don't understand some of the other ones. Uh, Don Neeson's talking about uh, anyone else uncomfortable about the amount of airtime Prince Philip's car crash victim, Emma Fairweather, is getting. She's turned having a broken arm into a career. <laughs> yes, it was a nasty accident, and thank God nobody was badly injured. He should be treated like the rest of us, Miss Fairweather declared somewhat... Uh, presumptuously, as the full facts are still being investigated. So demanding he apologise is a bit stupid, because the first thing any insurance company will tell you is never admit liability. Saying sorry would be fair cop. Yes, as uh, Dawn Neeson says, exactly the same. Every time I've seen this woman, there's a big letter C that leaps out of the screen at me, and that's got the word compensation on it. As I say, I've never heard of anybody who's milked it. It's only milked because it's the Duke of Edinburgh. It's only milked. Because she said, he hasn't contacted me. He's not supposed to contact you. But there again, I don't think she's bright enough for that one. It's, uh, it's a case of you don't contact. That's what the insurance companies tell you. You don't contact somebody. You wait until they've had an investigation. And either there'll be an investigation and there will be some sort of charge or there won't be. I think he's already said the sun was in his eyes. And as you and I know, if the sun gets in your eyes in a car, you know, you all of a sudden you become blind. Totally blind. I've done it myself. I've been down the motorways, and all of a sudden you go, oh, my goodness me, it's terrible, you can't see anything. It's like this sort of sort of just clogs up everything. Prince William, for some reason, was interviewing David Attenborough. I don't know what, is that classed as a job now? But uh, obviously. The Queen, Olivia, leads Britain's Oscars charge. Uh, Best Actress, Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, Glenn Close, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Yelitsa Aparicio. Best picture, Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody. That could do well, couldn't it? Uh, Green Book, Vice Aroma, uh, Black Panther, the favorite, and Black Clansman. Best actor, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for a Star is Born, Willem Dafoe, Eternity Gate, uh, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. There's a lot of, lot of names in there. A lot of names in there. Uh, talking of the name. Uh, Alzheimer's disease sufferers, offered hope yesterday after scientists revealed they'd reversed memory loss in mice. See, they always test mice, don't they? They always test mice. And an academic was branded deluded last night after he compared RAF bombers' command crews to terrorists. This is uh, some doctor, Kehinde Andrews, who sparked fury when he accused the crews who bombed Nazi Germany of war crimes. There's always one, isn't there, really? uh, It's interesting. You know, we we sort of always listen to these people and we sort of look at them and just offer them pity, I think, at the same time. There you go. No, nobody cares about him ever again. Uh, the bakery who called one of her vegan dishes a Cornish pasty has been forced to change the name. Purists were furious with her. I told you before, can't do things like that. You can't call it a pasty because uh, it's it's not a Cornish pasty. It's not. doesn't matter. There's also a sniffer dog. His name is Scamp. He's been forced into hiding after criminal gangs Put a £25,000 bounty on his head. I don't believe this story at all. I think it's because every single sniffer dog is out there to stop all the illegal people. Uh, the owner, somebody here who's... Uh, he's done a number of court cases. What for? He doesn't do court... Dogs don't do court cases. They don't turn up at court. What a pile of rubbish this story is. The owner says he poses a big threat to the gangs. Well, you've just eventually put a, put a, a, you know, a, a sort of a marker on his head, haven't you? I'd have kept your mouth shut. Up until yesterday and this morning, I had no idea about, uh, about sniffer dogs. I know what they do, but you don't name them. They don't turn up in court. Why would they turn up in court? You know, the person will be convicted. Have you got the drugs on you? Yes. Are, are you going to court? Yeah, you don't take the dog in with you. This man's an idiot. <laughs> Saying that the poor thing is, is uh, you know, he's got a bounty on his head. All these criminals are going, what was the name of that dog again? Scamp. It's in all the papers. It's in all the papers, it's like yesterday. Big, big secret. NTA award. Special appearance by. For what reason? We've got no idea. Bros. So presumably today Matt'll have to fly back to America. They didn't get any awards. Well, I don't think they did. Uh, apparently, an aspirin a day, if you're not ill, does more harm than good. The painkiller's found in tree bark. Did you know that? I, I didn't. I didn't know that at all, actually. And um, also the. Uh, This is Poundland, accused of adding to the plastic waste by selling empty packages as Valentine's Day presents. It's a heart, but there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it at all. I think, seriously, it's actually quite clever. Quite clever. Birthday today, Lisa Snowden, who dated George Clooney for four years. And uh, apparently she said, sex keeps me in shape. How depressed you think I am after hearing that? And also Rutger Hauer, the Dutch actor, starred in Blade Runner and Batman Begins. And um, he says, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, even though he used to advertise Guinness, he says, I'd rather drink milk. Seems quite nice, doesn't it? Uh, 84850, oh, Steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, decaf tea isn't bad. My wife drinks it because she's sensitive to caffeine. Says Carl, give a try. I'm going to, absolutely. If we love tea so much, why are the high street shops for the coffee shops? We're, well, they, they, they do tea as well. They just call them coffee shops. In fact, I've never been in one yet where you can't get a cup of tea, but it is overpriced milk. Overpriced milk. And, and you seem to like that. People want to sit down with it with a cup of coffee. But in my day, a cup of coffee was a spoonful of coffee, some hot water, and, and a, bit of, uh, a bit of milk on the top of it. Nowadays, it's something with frothed-up milk, and you pay about £3 something for. I should imagine the cost to them is, is literally pennies. Well, it is, when they don't pay tax. And so many of them don't pay tax. Uh, also, the paper, don't read your emails at night, teachers have been told. And here he is. He's still going. Jack Nicholson, he's 81, and he still likes eating his, uh, his uh, fries and still wearing his tinted glasses. I used to wonder years ago why he used to wear tinted glasses. I never sort of bothered about Jack Nicholson as, a, as an actor. It never, sort of, it never sort of crossed my mind whether he was a good actor or a, or a bad actor. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, also, The Express this morning. The football star's haunting message for that plane crash in which he appears to have gone down in it. And also, did you know that ten people... This is a statistic and a half. Ten people die every day waiting for benefits claims to be answered. Campaigners have slammed government rules that force applicants to jump through hoops to get financial payment. Yes, but the trouble is it's so difficult to find out who's genuine, who's not genuine in this day and age. And there's so many benefit fraudsters out there that it's it's really very, very difficult... Uh, and I'm shocked at TV award for year off work. Yes, we're also fairly shocked. If he'd been ill, I could understand it. I suppose you could class alcoholism as, a, as an illness and he's supposed to have been to rehab. What that has solved out, I've got no idea. And that drone chaos cost EasyJet a quick 15 million pounds and still they haven't found out where it came from. You know why because in a police station around Gatwick Airport there's a cupboard that's locked with don't go in this cupboard and if you open the door and sneak round it there'll be a drone sitting on the floor and that'll be that'll be the one that'll be the one okay uh, what have we got oh we got oh, the news coming up at uh, six o'clock this morning and Widdicombe's column the graffiti attack is a deliberate assault on a proud history more of your texts and emails coming up other side of the news which is next on LBC you're listening to a podcast from LBC morning, a oh, really nice Debbie company. Wednesday, 23rd of January. Cold, bit of snow, could be delays to some flights, so make sure and check. Please check if you're heading off to the airport this morning. You just want to make sure that your flight is on time. Debbie says, would you prefer all the shops in Twickenham to be left empty or have charity and coffee shops? Empty. I think empty. The charity shops hardly pay anything. There's, you know, they, they get their windows cleaned for free. They don't pay proper rates. And to be honest with you it's uh, it's just one big racket isn't it? And coffee shops I mean you know are they paying tax? Which ones are paying tax? I mean I don't know about you but I'm I'm definitely keen to find out why people don't pay tax. And uh, somebody says love the show and I know you're not big on sport. You're joking. What you don't I've got medals and cups and everything else. But Rio Ferdinand's first wife died of cancer and then recently his mother passed away. I think that's the documentary you might have been referring to. No. They're not doing that at all. They're making a completely different uh, show. Why would they want to do something that happened ages ago? He's with somebody else. He's with somebody else. And also, you know, it's not its not really the sort of happy-go-lucky reality show you'd be interested in watching, is it? Let's face it. He says, from a Liverpool fan, he played for our archer. I couldn't care less. Not remotely interested. not rem- I couldn't be less interested. Seriously. And uh, Sam in Dudley, driving home to the West Midlands from Kent with my girlfriend. As soon as I got in the car, I told her to get my mate Steve on the radio. Who's that? Who's that? Steve on the radio. And uh, Steve says, Dean, the woman who's involved in the accident as the passenger. Surprised no one suggested to her how silly she is. Well, I think what they've done is point out that he's not supposed to contact. In fact, Nick Ferrari raised this two days ago at the risk of repeating myself. Nick said, have you ever heard of anybody who's had an accident with you contacting you later to go, are you all right? They don't do that, but she's sort of, you know, you get the feeling she's got a hidden agenda. You got the feeling. All the way from Bangladesh, says Monica, I actually get a signal to hear the show, see? That's when you, if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, you can find out uh, more about the LBC app. It's free to download and it means that when you go around the world, you can just listen to LBC. Uh, Daily Mail today, after that drink drive shame, did Ant really deserve the top TV award? Absolutely not. Well, he hasn't been on television. I thought this is for people who've been on television, not for people who've been in court That wasn't uh, it at all. Best presenter should have been probably Holly Willabooby. You know, she's she's perfectly capable. She hasn't been uh, embarrassing. But anyway, now Ant McParkland has returned to work. So they get it for uh, for 18 years. It just keeps being the same. It's become quite tedious, really, quite tedious, but especially as he's been found guilty of a drink driving offence about as heinous a crime as you could possibly get. And then, I mean, he should have said, it's very nice indeed, but I cannot accept it. You know, I'm still in rehab and I'm still doing this. That's what I would have expected. Uh, Ronaldo. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. Avoided jail for tax fraud. He's got to pay £17 million as a fine. God, that's probably loose change, isn't it, really? But uh, he's worth an estimate. Oh, that's right, that's right for him. £350 million. It's like Aunt McParkland. You'll find £86,000. No hesitation in finding it at all. Jordan. Uh, you find £1,100. Oh, I haven't got the money at the moment, why not? <laughs> because I just haven't because I never had it uh so anyway, uh in twenty seventeen, a state prosecutor accused the former man United star of four counts of tax fraud worth twelve point nine million. He's alleged to have evaded tax due on image rights payments. I don't even know what that is. But it sounds very complicated. about seven months' wages, really Wow, That's amazing. why do footballers get paid so much money? Is it because they generate income for clubs? And broadcasting deals. just seems an awful lot of money, doesn't it, really? And yet none of them seem to appreciate it. They all drive flash cars. They can barely sort of struggle through the English language. And then you sort of think think to yourself, why do they get paid so much money? How much money goes through football clubs? Millions. Millions. American sports stars earn more money, but there again, most of our lot. I mean, you know, once they're washed up in football. You think that Dave would have actually gone on to sort of doing um, commentary or something like that. He can't do it. He can't do it. So all he does is he just sort of comes up with, oh, I'm building a stadium in America. Wait, where's that one gone to? That seems to have disappeared, doesn't it? load of old hooey to start with, and then it all disappears and dies down. And then Prince William interviews David Attenborough. What for? Why was it Prince Prince William? Does he have some unique talent at interviewing? And then on the World Economic Forum, all, all they did on Attenborough, they, they, they just put down Attenborough. Not even David or anything like that. And on, uh, on Williams, it goes, H.R.H., the Duke of Cambridge. What does that mean? Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, also, outrage... Oh, we've done that, that professor. And also, the family of a world-renowned British chef spoke of their sadness. He lost his battle with cancer at the age of only 55. Andrew Fairley, Scotland's only two-starred Michelin star, uh, star, um, passed away the other day. Oh, shit. 55's way too old. Way too old. I never like things like that. Uh, also, 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 wages up fastest in a decade as jobs rise... And a top car is electric. This is the Kia E Nairo. That's apparently an electric car. But is it a hybrid? Probably hybrid sort of car, isn't it, I should imagine, here? Yes. It was it 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 passed 61 contenders. The first electric vehicle to have got that award. They're not cheap though, are they? This it's made in Korea. It's going to be available in April for That Well, just 33 thanks to a government subsidy meant to encourage drivers to buy low-emission vehicles. It can drive for 282 miles on a single charge and take 29 hours to power up the battery fully. It's not a hybrid. Pure electric car. Wow. I quite fancy that idea, but you've got to charge the blooming thing up somewhere, wouldn't you, really? Uh, Steve, I support this independent places for coffee, i.e. the wonderful Phoenix Theatre in Exeter and the local library. I've stopped going to ones that don't pay taxes, says Pauline. Yes, if only the rest of us thought the same, but we don't... Also, MPs ordered the BBC, come clean on pay. MPs who are desperate to find out how much people earn on the television so they can up their fees accordingly, I should imagine. I can't quite get it. But they've sort of come up with, with what some people earn, I mean, some of them, you know, were, are earning six-figure salaries. But that's surely that's private, isn't it? Why does it have to be public? I don't understand why it has to be public. Otherwise, we'd all be sort of having a... And this is what every presenter earns on the radio. Why would that? Or on television. Some people earn an awful lot. Some people don't earn an awful lot. But, you know, that's, why would it make any difference to people? And also, is Meghan's favourite snack fuelling drought and murder? As she serves avocado on toast. A more ridiculous thing if you are pushed to find. I've never heard of such a stupid thing. Avocado on toast for afternoon tea. Oh dear love. You've obviously got no idea. Little sandwiches. With a piece of cucumber in. That's how it works. Maybe a little bit of um, little bit of Heinz, Heinz salad cream. I think that would be quite nice. And a lovely picture in North London. Of the snow coming down. And a traffic jam in High Wycombe. With enough snow to sink a battleship. And it might get worse later on today. Uh, the temperature could plunge to about minus six tomorrow. However, they are expecting Friday to uh, to actually double and increase. So we should be a lot better. Is Ed... This is, uh, this is Ed Sheeran. He may be an unassuming 27-year-old. Is he morphing into Adele? How many of you ever seen either of them in the same room together? Because there's lots of things. they both like super furry animals. They're both Mr and Mrs Normal. And uh, they've got sort of a starry... Circle of people who like them. They've got a picture of Harry Styles. What does he do? And an MBE for Adele in 2013 and one for Sheeran in 2017. And they're both incredibly successful, but they seem grounded. They seem absolutely normal. If Sorry? And he has stopped the sploffs. He was, he was doing a lot of sploffs. Mind you, the Beatles made a career out of sploffs. For those people who don't uh, who don't remember these things, uh, also uh, George Harrison in 1971 on this day became the first Beatle to have a solo number one with "My Sweet Lord." Takes it back. Have you ever seen his house? You, you it's a lovely house. It used to be a monastery, I think. It's beautiful with an underground lake in Henley. Seriously if you haven't seen it type in on Google George Harrison's house have a look at it there's a there's a lake underneath the house you go through on a little boat it's not the way you get to the house but it's uh, it's a lovely thing to have isn't it it's a bit like phantom of the opera but i love the pictures of the house it's it just looks so majestic and they still live there i think his uh, his wife and his son live in the house which uh, I wouldn't mind living in it. How you'd cope with it, something that size, I've got no idea, but I should imagine it must have about 30 or 40 bedrooms. Uh, Grace says, who would want Davey Boy's squeaky little voice commentating? I know. Do you think that uh, Prince Philip will get bombarded with ambulance chaser nuisance calls? Uh, from rogue claims firms like every other car driver was involved in the crash. Can you imagine? That could be a shock, couldn't it? You know, 14 people are put in for this and that. But uh, I just love the fact this, this woman's been on television talking about something when, in fact, they haven't had an investigation. They haven't... Uh, they they breathalised him, which is standard procedure. And, uh, and he was fine, and his eyesight was fine. He just said uh, he was blinded by the sun. And if they can prove that he was, end of story. End of story, but it's up to the insurance companies to sort it out. Not to have this woman, who quite clearly is loving the slight bit of attention she's had from the media. Tim says, have you ever had camp coffee? It's a coffee syrup. No, I never fancied coffee syrup. I had some cold coffee the other day. They sell it actually in a little sort of carton kind of thing, and it's cold coffee. It was quite quite delicious. Whether or not it's good for you, I've got no idea, so probably not. Probably not. More from the, uh, the papers in a moment. But as I say, today, because of the National Television Awards, they're, they're just concentrating on what everybody's wearing. So everybody from Michelle Keegan, who's wearing the most ridiculous outfit. I mean, don't these people suffer with colds? Because nobody's going out wearing any clothes. They put a coat on. You know, there's also sort of a picture of uh, Vicky Patterson. I'd even forgotten where she came from. I can't remember. She was from Geordie Shore. Now she's just sort of somebody hanging out there with their, their boobs hanging out. Some people did. She upset her boyfriend cheated. Oh, right. I mean, the only person who looks good is, in fact, Holly Willoughby, who's wearing a very, very nice dress. Very sensible. She doesn't feel the need to sort of hang out, as they say. We don't want things like that, do we? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, really Nice to company. Wednesday, 23rd of January. Um... The the hotel, uh, as I said be- at the beginning of the programme, is another one of these hotels that have been uh, knocked by people saying that they had food there and they were very ill. This particular one in Sharm el-Sheikh, uh, the tour company investigated the couple who had lied. And they blatantly... I mean, they, they were so stupid. They'd actually done a thing saying that they were really ill and it was very disappointing. But on TripAdvisor, <laughs> thinking that perhaps they were the only ones who ever read it... Uh, It says how great the hotel was and they were looking forward to going back there. That uh, landed them in court. And a £7,500 fine. <laughs> so it's just... Don't even think about it because they've got teams of people working for the travel agencies. You might be thinking, oh, this is a little hotel that we can take the mickey out of. Oh, no. They, they fight back and the tour company gets you into prison. Uh, sorry, into court. Uh, prison could result if you don't pay the £7,500. Uh, Nick Knowles is auctioning his red swimming trunks. It's for charity. It's for charity, so that's, that's got to be good news, hasn't it? And, a, and an old-age pensioner filmed, I mean, how many times have we heard these stories, in an old people's home, a care home, being taunted with a sex toy by the woman who claimed to be the manageress there. He's got uh, Alzheimer's. It was filmed. The family are absolutely horrified, as you can well imagine. And, uh, again, she's going, oh, while well, there's an investigation going on. I've got no no comment to make. It really is absolutely tragic. Uh, no coffee, says Frank. No bacon baguettes, no croissant, because the services at Le Delamere are shut. Luckily, I've had the joy of your company during the weekly jaunt to Dad's in Bath. I bought my bet half one of those Dyson hair A good bit of kit dries my thinning hair in seconds. Great for drying in between your toes. Yes, that's the thing you've got to do, is dry in between your toes. Uh, another one who says that apparently there's an eBay listing for parts of the Range Rover left at the crash scene on eBay. Yes, I think it's reached 7,000, 70,000, whatever it is, that the money's going to charity, so they say. But they, they left... I can't really understand why they would do that, but they've left bits there. I thought the police would pick up everything like that and put it all in... put it all in bags, would they not? But it's turned up on eBay, which I'm very... I mean, who would want to buy something like that? There's nothing on it that says... Oh, eBay have removed the listing. Thank God for that. It got to what? 65000 Good Lord above. Well, there you go. But it's it's been removed now. So it doesn't exist, Andy. Uh, Steve, early start. Stopped at Greg's for bacon roll. Big sign saying vegan sausage roll. So popular we sold out. Made the bacon roll taste marvellous. Kevin's a restaurateur, so he'd know about these sort of things. George Harrison's My Sweet Lord was the first record I ever bought. I live in Henley and drive past the entrance to Fryer Park with its magnificent gates. Every day, says Penny, a true icon for our own town. Yeah, my mother used to live there. I've spent a lot of time in in Henley because my mother used to work for the police. I never knew what she did, actually, but I just knew she used to come back and sort of tell me stories. At one time, especially, they'd lost a prisoner. Somebody they'd locked up, but they managed to get out again. Don't ask me how that happens, because they've, they've got crime in a place like Henley. Wouldn't have thought it, would you, really? I thought Henley should have been uh, immune to stuff like that. Also, a sad story on the front page of the uh, the Mail today. Molly Russell was just 14. She committed suicide, and her father has accused Instagram of helping to kill her. Ian Russell says 14-year-old Molly took her own life after looking at pictures on the social network that glorified self-harm and suicide. She was found dead just hours after handing in her homework and returning to the family home where she'd packed a bag to go to school the next day. And in a devastating note, she told her parents and two sisters, I'm sorry, I did this because of me. I think that's sad, sad, sad. Speaking publicly, Mr Russell said last night, I've no doubt that Instagram helped kill my daughter. She had so much to offer and that's gone. Last night, hundreds of thousands of images uh, could be viewed on the site, which is hugely popular among teenagers. You've got to be f- severely unbalanced at some point to actually do something like that. We don't know if uh, she was uh, being bullied at school or if, you know, when, when she left the note, she said, I'm sorry, I did it because of me. Is it just unhappiness? What is it? Why, why can't young people talk to us anymore? But it turns out that they can't. My, my friend, his father died. A short while ago, he was eighty something. He died, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "Did you know that he spoke Swahili?" I said, "Spoke Swahili?" He said, "Yes, we've just found out." I said, "Isn't that amazing?" You know, you know your parents, all of the, uh, all of your life, and and their life as well, and yet you know nothing about them at all, nothing about them. You don't know. He said, "I had no idea that my dad spoke Swahili." James says, "Did you see the photos of?" Uh, of Gemma and Arge at the TV Awards having their photo taken. They looked like they'd uh, had to turn up just for the food. Well, actually, when you look at a picture of poor Arge in the back of the cab, he takes up the whole back. She's had to sort of cram herself in. It's quite funny, actually. Patisserie Valerie, 3,000 jobs, they say, are at risk in the paper today. It's a £40 million scandal. 900 staff expected to lose their jobs. 70 shops and a string of concessions set to close in days. It's funny. Do you know there's a big cafe in London? I've only just noticed it recently. They're big. It must be a chain. Cafe Concerto. And there's one... Have you never heard of it? They're beautiful. It's all sort of glass and silver and brass and everything else. And it looks very similar to how Patisserie Valerie did in the early days. But Cafe Concerto looks so. Like they, they seem to have nailed it because they've got one which is nearly opposite the Ritz. It's huge. It takes up the whole... Co- the rent must be astronomical. Seriously, it's amazing. And uh, amazing place. I've never been in one, but I, ju- I can just imagine who it appeals to. The sort of people that Patisserie Valerie appealed to, but it hasn't changed. So no good just doing cakes, you know, and they do breakfast. We've always been quite happy with it. We've always been quite happy with it. But some people obviously decided that there's other places, and unfortunately people become very complacent. You set up a cafe and you think, right, we are here, then somebody comes along and does it better. And once somebody does it better and people discover it and they discover better service, they go there. Simple as that. Uh, modern men often claim they do their fair share of housework. No, they don't. They don't. They really don't. I know they'd, they'd like to. but I think they can. Most men, I mean, I had a friend of mine, when his wife went away on holiday years and years ago, she had to leave him all his meals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in Tupperware boxes in the freezer. She had to make sure that... She had to explain to him how to use the washing machine. He didn't know how to use a washing machine. I don't think he knows now how to use a washing machine. But I always said, oh, that was quite interesting. You know, And has he ever pushed a hoover around? No, he hasn't pushed a hoover around either. So, obviously, not, not, as, not as clever as we think we are, are we? Uh, children glued to their smartphones are nearly 60% more likely to be sleep-deprived. Researchers asked the parents of more than 43,000 children how often... They spend time in front of the screens. i should imagine it's most of the day, isn't it? From the moment they get up, they're on their phone. They're sort of. Ch- I do it all the time as well. I do it all the time. Literally, I actually sort of, I, I sort of check everything, and then I go on. Then I check the news, and I find out what everybody's talking about, and, uh, and, and that's it. I love this quote of the day: "Better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all of your life." I don't think Susanna Reid actually changed the subject completely. I don't think she drank at the uh, at the National Television Awards. I think she's on a she's on a dry period. I seem to remember her saying she hasn't drunk for. Oh, really? Hasn't drunk for years apparently. So that's good, isn't it? And uh, one here. Oh, lots of people are following me, which are quite. When I say follow me, so that's on uh, on Twitter. Still can't believe a friend of mine has opted himself out of it, and uh, and is going to survive. Well, I hope he's going to survive. It'd be absolutely dreadful if he didn't survive. Uh, you don't have to start at the bottom, Met Tell recruits, because uh, they've been accused, Scotland Yard, of belittling rank and file officers after posting a job advert promising new recruits will not have to start at the bottom. I don't know, can you imagine? i quite like to be a police officer, actually. I think I'm probably way too old for that kind of thing. I've now got to that stage where you sort of check the ageing thing. Uh, the Tory tycoon, the ten floors of prostitutes and a very modern parable of depravity. And uh, it's uh, revealed in a merciless detail at the trial of a madam and her ex-special constable husband who made 600000 running a brothel in a top donor's luxury Chelsea apartments. This is Chelsea Cloisters. They say it's the biggest brothel in Britain. I mean, uh, I don't know whether it's legal or it's not. I'm not too sure about it, but they've they've gone on about it. But the donor is, uh, is pictured, Christopher Moran. He's the one who owns Crosby Hall. And if you've never seen Crosby Hall, you're in for a treat. It was dismantled and taken from the city and reassembled again. And it's just an absolutely amazing place. But there's uh, girls living three to a room in Chelsea Cloisters. Uh, One of them pays more than £100,000 in rent across seven years in the sex industry. So it's obviously the the latest place. I'm I'm really surprised, actually, in this day and age. And here's a picture of the donor, Mr Moran, with um, Prince Harry. But they all do that, don't they? Because we had Prince Andrew, and thought she was hanging around with with a paedophile, and all these other people. They they just don't seem to take the advice on who they uh, who they should fraternise with. Stevie said, "Particularly Valerie, do they actually exist outside the M25?" Uh, Yes, yes, they do actually. They do. Funny, we've hardly heard a thing about the person who was actually driving the car that collided with Prince Philip's Chelsea tractor. Was the car driving itself? No, the woman doesn't. She's not interested. She's just. She was driving. The woman who was the passenger is the one who's jumped up and down and sort of, you know, been on every newspaper and uh, every other thing she can be on. She went on television, but I I don't think it's going anywhere at all. Nicholas says, did you see Danny Dyer last night? What an idiot. Why does he have to behave like that? Sorry if just mentioned it. Yes, this is because he swore and they had to apologise. But there again, he can't have a conversation without swearing. Where do you think the daughter gets it from? Where do you think the daughter gets it from? From him. From him. It's, he, he, he finds it very difficult to actually have any sort of conversation without effing and blinding all over the place. Must take them ages to film these senders. James says, who's the legal owner of the bits of Land Rover that somebody was attempting to sell on eBay? Well, I'm assuming, I don't know. Presumably the person who owns the, uh, the Land Rover. I'm assuming. If it's, if it's Land Rover, then it's Land Rover. And if it's Prince Philip, it's Prince Philip. Why would he want the bits? They're not going to put it back on again. I just give him a new car, take the other one in, tart it all up. It'll be back on sale very shortly. Don't need to worry about it. But then if people, the, 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 does it come back to that old finders keepers? So people find something by the side of the road. You then go around going, I'm sorry, who owns this? I'm not sure if they, if they do. So in, in that respect, I'm not sure who owns it at all. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I don't go to patisserie, Valerie, says Davis. I don't like the waiter service. I prefer paying before I enjoy my treats. Oh, I hate feeling obliged to pay service charges. I don't. I can't think if I've. I don't think I, they do a service charge on patisserie, Valerie. I'm pretty sure not everybody does it. I know a lot of people do, but I. I don't think that they do it. I've always sort of tipped on top. But uh, you you sit down and then somebody takes your order. I think that's all right, isn't it? i feel a bit disturbed that that you don't you don't think that's okay actually to do that. It's giving somebody a job, which is good. Uh, Veronica says here's a quote for today you might like to hear. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift. Although, actually, Guido says, better to be a lion for a day, Steve. You've just quoted Mussolini. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, Parts from the vehicle, says Dallas, would surely belong to the insurance company. It's theirs to sell for salvage. Um, I don't think either of them have gone to the insurance company. But as I say, we haven't heard anything from the insurance company. I think because it's, as I say, this woman wouldn't be anywhere at all if it hadn't been for Prince Philip. He's basically dragged her into the limelight. It's all a bit depressing, really. Uh, Also, uh, apropos royals on the roads, prior to the advent of mobile phones, a motorist who'd conked out on a country road near Balmoral flagged down a passing car and asked the driver to call in help for him at the nearest AA phone box a mile or so down the road. An AA patrolman who appeared shortly afterwards informed the motorist that the knight of the road he'd flagged down was, in fact, the Duke of Edinburgh, a board member of the AA. When he says board, is that B-O-R-E-D? Or board as in, you're on the board? I like it. Uh, Prince uh, Margaret, Princess Margaret's biographer, Christopher Warwick, uh, contrasts the behaviour of Prince Philip's crash-and-tell victim with the dignified silence of an anonymous lorry driver who crashed into the Daimler of the Queen's grandmother, Queen Mary, overturning it. In a 1938 London accident, H.M. escaped from the car, helped by two workmen pushing their ladders through the smashed window. She was heard muttering, Oh dear, oh dear. No doubt, her granddaughter did the same after Philip's prang. Yes, I mean it's, it's sort of some people are very good at dis, uh, sort of maintaining an air of quiet, which I think is uh, is the good thing, uh, and that's the way it should have been because we don't know what's going to happen with it. I do see this word compensation, but that's, you know, there are, there are sort of, you know, she went, oh, because my child could have been hurt and all this kind of thing. I think, well, there are lots and lots of accidents that occur every single day on motorways, you know, on sort of side roads, people going too fast, people doing this, people doing whatever, you know, and until it's been investigated, you can't comment on it because you don't know. You don't know. And also, it, he's not going to phone her up. I don't know why she kept saying, he hasn't contacted me. Why would he? Has anybody ever contacted her before? She ever had an accident? She wasn't even driving the car. Just happened to have been a passenger, which wasn't so excited, So exciting. A singer, a singer here, who starred on Michael McIntyre's big show was attacked by her jealous ex-boyfriend after a TV appearance. She sang Jennifer Rush's The Power of Love and uh, her, her boyfriend, sort of jealous ex-boyfriend, James Hall tracked her down as she enjoyed a night out with a pal. He, uh, As she walked to the car, he grabbed her arm, pulled her to the floor, tried to rip the wing mirror off and jumped on the bonnet. But uh, the magistrates were told that uh, he began stalking her after their 12-month relationship ended. It's almost like being in Towie or something like that. Their, their relationships get much shorter. He admitted assault and stalking. He got a 12-week jail term suspended for 24 months. He also got a five-year restraining order. What an idiot. What an idiot. So there he is, at, uh, James Hall, not the uh, not the brainiest person in the entire world. Also, teachers are told uh, shun emails after work. In other words, you know, it's a case of I'm not working at the moment, so I'm you know I'm not answering the emails. Some people are good like that; they can just they can just switch off. Twenty to seven. a Friend of mine says I have hoovered. I can't cook. I can't use the washing machine, the tumble dryer, or the cooker. It it defeats him completely. It just doesn't know how to do it. Hoovering is sort of a little bit easier. You just sort of plug it in, or if it's, uh, I think the one that they're using, it's rechargeable, which is I think the one that I've got. And and he, I think he could just, They've only got two rugs. The rest of the house is all wooden floors, so don't need to worry about stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I just love the idea that somebody can't use a cooker. I mean, I, even I can use a cooker. I tell you what, I can't use though. I have no idea how to use the dishwasher in all our kitchens. We have a, a, a yes, we have a, the uh, the dishwasher. It's in there. I've got. I can put stuff in the trays, but I've got no idea how you switch it on, or or wh- where where the tablets go, or anything like that. Uh, so it's the national television awards. It's you know the good, the great, and the who are you when they turn up because you don't know who they are. They'll be on some reality show, and they go, oh yes, I'm on a reality show. All oh, right, what does that make you? I'm a star. Right, OK, fine. <laughs> it's not true, of course. We have to we have to sort of point this out to people that it's, it's what they want to believe. What they want to believe. Do you know the capacity for Hillsborough was out by 25%? Out by 25%? Uh, the Guernsey police, talking about this missing striker's plane, uh, they say if they did land on the water, the chances of survival are unfortunately slim. Why would they be slim? Don't, can't planes just sit on water? They sit on water, then they fill up with what, then they sink, do they? And the, yes, exactly, and it's, it's the shock of the water being very cold. Oh, dear. So this uh, this missing striker said he was afraid of flying in the plane that had vanished with him on board because it had trouble getting airborne. He signed for Cardiff on Saturday, travelling uh, in northwestern France to Wales with a pilot on Monday night. At 8.30, the private Piper PA-46 Malibu disappeared in harsh weather. Oh, that's why. Harsh weather. Look at the harsh weather that brings these planes down. I mean, it's, it's not the biggest plane I've ever seen. But they've they've already been up there, and five aircraft and two lifeboats searched uh, 1,115 square miles. They couldn't find anything. Mum Mercedes, who uh, sat a phone most days, says we're worried, uh, worried and desperate. This took us by surprise. We're we're feeling exactly the same, but obviously not as much as not as much as you. Brexit backing tycoon Sir James Dyson intends to shift his company's headquarters from Britain to Asia in a move slammed as staggering hypocrisy. Yes, but we've had people before who've said, oh, if this happens, I'm leaving the country. And then they didn't. So I'm not at all surprised that Dyson is relocating because you can break in much more money. The, uh, the, the, the tax rate is uh, piddlingly low, piddlingly low. But uh, there are huge revenue, revenue opportunities How much is it worth, actually? It's worth a lot of money, Dyson, isn't it? I think he's worth a lot of money. But then he he should be. I mean, he's he's worked hard at it. It's It's a business that's obviously very successful. A proton beam therapy. You're going to be hearing about this a lot today. It's a teenage patient at the UK's first NHS proton beam therapy centre. Has said that the groundbreaking treatment has saved him from gruelling chemotherapy. He's got a tumour, as our Mason Mason is 15. He was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumour three months ago. He's been told he has a high chance of being cured by the process. Well, that is in itself a miracle, and it's a a proton beam. How it works, I've got no idea, but he lives with his mum, Callie, stepdad, Ryan, and siblings, Taylor, Logan, Scarlett, and Elijah, all in West Sussex. He'll have 28 sessions over the next six weeks. Well, that's amazing, isn't it? How much do these machines cost? Wouldn't like to think. But it's £125 million Christie Cancer Centre. Wow. But in fact, he actually wants to become a cancer doctor when he's older. Because he's going to know all about it, isn't he, really? So we wish him the very best of luck. And Professor Stephen Powis, medical director of NHS England, said, we're delighted that we're able to provide this life-changing treatment for patients like Mason. My God, there'll be a, a queue a mile long. A queue a mile long. Uh, every paper is covering uh, Coronation Street's Jack P. Shepard, who plays David Platt, his free hair transplant. He must be free. They they filmed him in the in the operating theatre, the film David. Why would you do that? Most Most places would say, no, we wouldn't want to. And then you look back at the pictures of when he had hair. Uh, 2014, 2016 then it started going so he's he's had this it's only a little bit at the front and what they do is they, they take it from the back of the hair and then they put it at the front of the hair and then you, you pray to God I suppose that it grows doesn't always grow but uh, it might be might be uh, then, then, then oh the Queen's put a seatbelt on she must be quite angry by this I should imagine <laughs> being being told how to look after her husband you know should she tell him not to drive any more? no, no And uh, another one here, which says, this is a retired businessman who says, Prince Phillips uh, forced him off his bike in a speeding jag as a kid. This businessman's 71. 71. I want to say how far back do we want to go? I'm quite sure that Prince Philip must have said something to me at at, uh, at a particular time, but I just can't remember it. Uh, Alison Phillips talking about uh, a, a new woman. It's a programme about decluttering. She's called Marie Kondo, a Japanese organising consultant. Listen, we've had these people who do the organising. What they basically say is you've got to declutter. and then you could, But most people don't. They're, they're hoarders, aren't they? Uh, I don't think Phil should be driving at that age. My dad's 80 and I won't get in the car with him, says John in Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury. You can say either, actually. I've spoken to people from there. He says, uh, but uh, this other woman's after compensation. Well, she hasn't said so. She hasn't said so. I think she's just enjoying the attention, to be honest with you. You know, because you recognise her. But the moment that uh, that sling comes off her, uh, her arm, you know, you won't recognise her at all. Kevin the Milton says, not a board or board director of the AA. Prince Philip's a bald director of the AA. There goes my knighthood. And as you say, you've been eating in Patisserie Valerie since the early days. They were established in 1923. Just saying, says Kevin. Exit stage left. Thank you. And uh, somebody says, I'm a teacher. and reply to my emails at any time, as do my colleagues. If we left them all until the school day, we'd have too many to go through. During the school day, we're too busy with the children to answer emails, says Angela. Well, I think you should just say she's out of the office at the moment, which is good news. Somebody says, I love you slurping your tea. <laughs> I love it too. Because what, what? I slurp now. I'm only doing it because the cup's bigger than normal. It's much bigger than normal, that one. It's exciting, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven is the time. Ten to seven, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. The one thing that the the papers do manage to get, but, I mean, you could probably get them out of the library, uh, is if we have a little dusting of snow in this country, they then get pictures. And there's a lovely one of Northumberland here in a place called Carshield. And I don't know whether they had a photographer up there. It looks beautiful. It absolutely looks stunningly beautiful. It looks, you know, it's typical rural... Looks lovely. Out in the Peak District, near Castleton, a very hazardous road, because if nobody's driven on some of these, what are basically, farm tracks, it's a blooming nightmare. Impacted snow is the worst stuff you can get. Cumbria, they've got pictures of grouse. Do you think grouse feel the cold? I don't know. And in London, snow flurry hitting the north of the capital. And in Greater Manchester, some poor man trying to clear his driveway. I'm not bothered about a bit of snow. But do check, though, if you are travelling and you're flying out of any one of a number of airports in and around the country, do check that everything is is fine, actually. Uh, Ian says, I've seen a picture of four people on the red carpet. Haley Hughes, Zara McDermott, Laura Anderson, Chloe Sims. I've never heard of them. They do look like bad drag, though. Well, Chloe Sims has been around for donkey's years. I mean, she's sort of one of the original, or she might be. that's perhaps not one of the original members of TOWIE. And, um... And the other three are from Love Island. So you're quite right. Uh, Zara McDermott is the, is the one who has apparently worked as a trolley dolly. And uh, now she's celebrity. And uh, the other ones, Law, uh, Chloe... Uh, sorry, Hayley Hughes and Zara and Laura Anderson, as I say, because they're all from Love Island, they're just, they're just people who want to be famous. They're, they're, they're so desperate. They're so desperate. But the trouble is, because there's so many of them, it must be like a giant cattery. It must be absolutely awful, with them all fighting for their little bit of attention. So they've all got to come up with something. They've all got to come up with something, which is, you know, uh, oh, I was bullied as a child, like everybody was bullied as a child. But uh, it's a good thing to do. And then they sort of re- regurgitate it all those donkeys years later. I'm not saying it makes it right, but they've got to find something. Because if you have just had a normal life, you're of no interest to in the newspapers at all. You'll disappear with nothing at all. So they've got to make it up so they have tantrums. You know, that's why Gemma Collins is very good at manipulating stuff in her particular direction. But at the end of the day, she doesn't actually do anything. Like these other ones don't. So you've been on Love Island. What would you do now? Model. Sorry? Model. Because I've got a new one, Shipwreck, coming back with apparently two people who are models. Well, I don't want to be rude about them, but I don't know what they're modelling. But it certainly ain't looks. It must be one of those sort of topless kind of things. Uh, Steve, the point is, James uh, Dyson was a vocal advocate for Brexit. That's why there's such a backlash towards Dyson. I'd never buy their products again. And I've been a customer for over 20 years, says Shelley. Yes, but that it's always the way, isn't it? It's like, you know, would, would you go in a, in a coffee shop knowing they weren't paying tax? And people go, oh, no, I definitely wouldn't. Well, they do. People do. I see people going to coffee shops. The staff in there, if you you sort of said, so you're not paying any tax, are you, in here? They wouldn't know what you were talking about. They really wouldn't. Uh, Monty Don is uh, filming a new series in America. We love Monty Don. He came in a little while ago. Poor soul. We had to move studios like three times because it wouldn't work. And then we we were using a little out of the way studio in the building. It was the only place. It was on a day where there were so many interviews taking place in LBC and the surrounding stations that there was nowhere. And we started doing it. and We've got to stop. It's it's, it's not it's not working. They had to reset the studio. They have to set them for vocal, for voice for me. But uh, he's becoming a bit of a sex symbol stateside. He's 63 and he's a hit on Netflix. So many people are so uh, good for him. I'm very pleased, very pleased. Uh, who said this? I have a combined following of nearly 5 million, which is pretty impressive, when you consider Jesus only had 12 to start with. This is uh, the uh, the Gemma Collins, the... Uh, Can you write, dear? No. Could you spell? I shouldn't think so. And also, Norwich City winger, O'Neill Hernandez, is apparently besotted with his local... Argos... He's beso- they say here, I've never seen an Argos before in my life. Gushy is the Cuban winger who cost the club two million last year. You can order bikes, TVs. When I, when I need something, I buy it from Argos. He's probably, Argos? You've probably never seen anything like that before. I think that's quite sweet, actually. But uh, he, he says he, he's being compared a bit to Alan Partridge. Not in a good way. Uh, next to me is the Morrisons, which is good. He says there's an H&M, Costa and Boots. It's great. That's really good fun, isn't it? Really good fun. Uh, also, supporters. Do you remember we told you the story the other day of the, the man who drove a digger into a hotel in a row over allegedly not being paid about 600 quid? Well, so far, one of these GoFundMe pages raised 3,700 quid for him already, with a lot of other builders. I saw them on the television yesterday going, oh, well, yeah, we've always had this. You finish something. There was somebody who phoned up. Who did they speak to? Who did they speak to? It was either James or Nick. It would have been one of the two. And they said he, he actually did, did a job but when it came to it, and it was quite a big job, it was like £500,000. And uh, when it came to it, the person who was supposed to be paying him withheld 56000 quid. And he said, because he withheld the money, he said, I haven't got the money to take him to court. He said, so I'm having to save up to take him to court. That's what people do. OK, you, you, you finish now. OK, and, um, well, I'm going to cut some of the money back because I didn't think you did that. And you think, no, wait a minute, you've agreed to do this. And you're at the mercy of these very rich people who decide they're not going to pay you. Not very good, is it? Five to seven. They need people to model Wellington, Steve. What's that for? Is that the... Oh, just... It's just another opportunity, I think. Um, I like the idea that Amy Child says dolls' prams are not just for girls and boys play with them too, whatever the colour. I'm sorry. Does anybody particularly bother about what Amy Child says? Alicia Dixon is leading the hunt for young writing talent. And it's Explore Learning Writers Awards. It's from 4 to 14. The winner gets a trip to Disneyland, Paris, and £500 worth of books for their school. They still use books in school. I thought it was all iPads and stuff like that, which is nice. So here they all are. So let me just remind you again of who got what. The winners for the National Television Awards, Factual Entertainment, Paul O'Grady, the love of dogs. The drama was Peaky Blinders. Daytime programme went to this morning. They'll be really fed up at Loose Women because they were trying everything. But you can go to our website and you can you can vote. There's other things you can vote for as well, but we'd rather you just voted for us. Uh, comedy is car share. TV judge, for some reason, is David Walliams. Doing what? what? Flirting and being sort of gay boy gay with Simon Cowell. The quiz show is The Chase. Uh, the Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award goes to I'm a Celebrity. Do we still have that, or has that been finished? That's finished now, is it? I'm a celebrity. Good. Serial drama performance goes to Danny Dyer for Mick Carter, and that's when you got all the swearing and everything else. Special recognition, David Dimbleby. You must have thought he's well, You know, you, you go to an ITV event when you've been working for the BBC, it's like, who are these people? Hello, Dave. All right, Dave. i who is that? I think they were on Love Island. Sorry? Love Island. What was that? Oh, it's where some people who can't actually do anything go on there and have sex with people. Oh. Isn't that a porno film? Yep, it is, absolutely. Yes, it's a porno film. New drama is Bodyguard, which I don't think I've ever seen. I'm assuming it is what it says. TV presenters Ant and Deck, Hilarious. We don't mind Deck, but I'm sorry, Ant, convicted drink driver. £86,000 fine and hasn't been on television for a year. Uh, The talent show Strictly Come Dancing and the serial drama... Emmerdale. It used to be Emmerdale Farm. I liked it when it was Emmerdale Farm. But uh, the front pages of the papers will tell you all about the Bulger's rage at the Oscars, insult, change the cruel law to help the dying, and do what? The drunk star talking in broken English. This is Wayne Rooney. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning, by which time we should be knee-deep in, in white powdery stuff. Let, you, let me tell you what's coming up on my free podcast. On the Little Bit Extra, I'll talk more about Britain's newly crowned Drink Driver of the Year, Well, that's the award they should have given Ant. I'm quite angry about that, as you will find out. You'll also find out who else dragged themselves to the NTAs last night, from the Desperados to the ones we have to look up on the internet. Plus a very exciting update on our favourite celebrity family, the Beckhams, Brooklyn is dragging poor girlfriend around New York while Dave and Vic just look very unhappy. But, of course, they're deeply in love, aren't they? My little bit extra is totally free and is available very shortly on the LBC app. By downloading our brand new app, you can hear LBC wherever you are and listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android. Tap on catch-up. It's as simple as that. Wrap up warm today. It's a bit chilly bon out there. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Have a nice day. Ten o'clock this morning. It's James O'Brien. But right now, here with breakfast, is Nick Ferrari.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.